We wish you a happy texting. We wish you a happy texting. We wish you a happy texting and drink lots of beer. Welcome to episode 364 of Texing, hosted by myself, Justin Vincent, and the inimitable Jason Roberts. Well, hello there, sir. How are you this fine Christmas day? Doing all right. Well, it's not Christmas. I mean, it's Christmas within... Christmas five days ago. Okay. It's uh, within within the realm of Christmas. I Let's guess be could... accurate. Let's be accurate, Justin. Do we call it holidays? As opposed to what? Christmas. Well, Christmas is Christmas. This is the holidays from Christmas. I mean, people usually talk about when they say happy holidays, there's a mean any spanning Christmas to New Year, right? Yeah. Okay. But in but but, the, but when people say the holidays, sometimes they're talking Thanksgiving through New Year. Right. You know, you know, when they're talking just well, you know, things slow down during the holidays. They're sort of meaning that. But people don't say happy holidays at Thanksgiving. But isn't the reason why they say holidays because it's like a PC thing. You don't like everyone doesn't celebrate Christmas. Yeah, but then you know, most people, friends of mine are Jewish. They 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 celebrate Christmas anyway. They're like, yeah, whatever, man. Like, happy, <laughs> you know, Merry Christmas. They like Christmas too. Their kids like Christmas. It's like, yeah. I mean, Christmas is not really a religious holiday for Americans necessarily. I mean, there are a ton of people. Everyone, just about everyone in America celebrates Christmas. And yeah. a lot of them are not christian or they're just very very vaguely christian as in their grandparents went to church a lot (laughs) so i think it's i i view christmas as more of a secular holiday with santa claus and you know Mm -hmm. frosty snowman and whatnot (laughs) but uh anyway yeah so you what are you so your life is in great upheaval I, i get the impression you're moving your things are happening you're what what what's going on we have yes. we have moved. Um, we have moved to Moore Park. We're uh, like 10, uh, 10 minutes away from Jack's school now, which is great. Well, because Ventura was not Moore Park is that's that was geez, that must have been like forty five minutes from Ventura. That's right, forty five minutes. And uh, so what? So where the way that it was working was, Georgie was driving to uh, bring Jack to school, and then staying in um, Starbucks for the day and then Jesus. Them up. that's so, brutal yeah it was pretty tough for her yeah it well was so is tough. it some kind of like a special school or something i mean why is uh well it's remember i told you it's the farm school um farm big, school. the biggest little farm thing okay yeah. so the kids farm during the day and addition to well doing... i wouldn't say they farm but there's like i mean they do regular curriculum but they also do um today we're they, gonna milk the cow they are, they are on a farm <laughs> do they do do like every day do they do some little farm exactly. task yeah let's like like i mean they they have like uh, you know chickens next to the schoolhouse you know mm-hmm. like and they they pick up they pick the eggs and they do uh earth work where you're like i guess hoeing <laughs> and, they the... <laughs> and they they go on tours around the farm it's a very successful farm um apricot lane farms with free labor i mean why it's wouldn't a... it be successful that's a good margin there <laughs> That's right. Yeah, the eight-year-olds are doing. Well, I, I like how they get around child labor by like saying it's a school. Yeah, <laughs> unpaid interns. So, 
Uh, wh- Did why, I tell why? you about Apricot Lane? Did I tell you about it? Well, like where you may have you may have mentioned it. I, I don't remember a whole lot. So uh, basically, um, a, a, a Hollywood couple. Um, she was a chef, and he was a cameraman. Um, mm. She somehow they ended up um, getting investors and buying this two hundred and fifty acre plot in Moore Park, mm-hmm. and they decided that they wanted to build a farm that was um didn't did was just completely natural like 100 percent natural in fact like over the top natural where it's just completely biodynamic so literally you use no you don't even use natural pesticides you don't use any kind of concept of pesticides you just use you plant plants next to each other and you put animals next to the plants that work so an example is um, and and they have a movie about this, the biggest little farm, and it's a very very mm-hmm. cute movie. And it's it's they go through a lot. I mean, it takes them ten years to get this thing established because it's really hard. Mm-hmm. And they hire they at the beginning of the movie they work with this guy called Alan, who is like the world's premier guy on biodynamic farming, and um, he gets them set up in the first three years, just to the point where they're almost ready, and and then he dies. Mm. And so they're they're just like surfing on their own after that point. Um, just sort of like looking up on the internet, but you know, trouble. Like, uh, for example, they thought they, they were growing apricots, and you know, like they they were growing many different types of fruit, but um, the the trees were being attacked by snails. You know, mm-hmm. and gotta look out for them snails. <laughs> <laughs> and so it was they, complete... they don't they don't have like what, a blitz attack. <laughs> it was but they'll, complete... they'll get you, but if you you, you go to sleep on them. That's so funny. I like, I like this idea of be, like being attacked by snails, right? No, no, the snails. <laughs> it's, like, it's like the snails all like like lining up and creating little units and like, like going in with their guns and tanks. They, no. They're often <laughs> underestimated, but okay. They they're slow. They're slow on their feet, but when they're in tanks, they move pretty fast. They are fucking slow. That's the thing about snails. <laughs> so anyway, okay. so so then they get ducks. Because ducks love snails. Yeah. So then, like, ducks come in and eat all the snails. But then ducks cause other problems. And so it's it's just this... It's, this, it's this, just a never-ending series of problems. There's always somebody... Well, no, because what, Alan's, what Alan always said is he said, look, you, he said, the thing about, the thing about this, this farm, it's like one of those little um, terrariums, you know, like mm-hmm. those little jars. Yeah. Self-sustaining ecosystem. It's like once you get enough stuff in, Mm-hmm. it just all looks after itself but you have and to have the right balance you have to have the right balance and that's that's the trick right? and it's hard to get to that balance yeah. especially when coyotes are involved because they have like everything on the farm they have like pigs and sheep and all this different stuff mm-hmm. but they had a major issue where the coyotes would just come in and kill like Everybody. a couple hundred chickens <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so they had to get wolves. No, they, they got. <laughs> and then the wolves were kicking it. And then they had to get like mountain lions. That's right. And then they had, had to, to get, get elephants. Bears. Yeah. And then that was like, okay, now we get, we're not using, we're not going to have hunters. So now we get a pterodactyl. Honestly, the only problem extinct, with so. the lions is they kill the kids. But apart from that, they're perfectly fine. Um, <laughs> But hey, it's about the farm, right? Right. They're just free labor anyway. <laughs> but so. but at this point, like it it's um it's kind of a beacon because they they they've managed they did stick to it and it really is its own ecosystem at this point. Mm-hmm. And um you know it took a long time to get it that way, but now it's it's just like a utopia. It's crazy. It's just it's stunning, and um yeah, people come from all over the world to go. Oh wow, you really did it. So what made you want to 
put Jack at this farm school? What, what made you want him to be a free laborer? Well, the first thing is Jack started talking about, this is going to sound weird, but he started talking about being a farm, a farm to table chef when he was about four. <laughs> he decided he's like mom dad look let me let me pitch you on something he's like somehow he's somehow he started talking about being a farm to table chef i don't know exactly where he got it from tiktok it's like it's like roblox it's like at the same time was when he when he was getting into roblox like he wasn't even playing roblox he was just obsessed with roblox videos on youtube but yeah it's just i don't so you, know so you and george are like okay you want to farm? We'll, we'll, we'll farm. Hasn't really stopped talking You'll about farm. it. And so then, um, I guess when he was like eight, no, when he was seven, uh, we just went to this this like after school program thing, you know, mm-hmm. just like a like a thing. And it's just, it was just like a farm school. It's just like where you farm. And he mm-hmm. just absolutely loved it. And from there, the Facebook group that Georgie was in, there was a, a spot opening up on this. Mom's a fu- her Facebook group was Moms of Future Farmers or something. Like <laughs> they just have ten kids in this <laughs> this farm school because it's only one teacher and ten kids. That's it. You know, this entire this, school? This whole school. How so, well, so there's only one spot. So mm. it's like this spot came up and we went to check it out and it was just pretty cool. It was very, very cool. What age range? Uh they they do um Oh, this is where you always you always get me with the grades. Age, um, age, age range. Just. It's 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 like eight to uh, to to maybe fourteen. Okay, so middle school. So wow. Yeah. So they so they have so he only has like what like one kid. But, but the reason why the reason why um they do no no he has more than that it has has more than that the reason why they're doing it is because these guys the guys who just that like uh, the, the 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 Chester's they are. Mm-hmm. They're people who just like build their own solutions, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think they just decided, you know what? We just want to make our own school for our kid. <laughs> so mm-hmm. they made their so they made their own school for their kid and they just got in a really, really great teacher. And okay. um, I guess sort of in in a similar way to the way that Elon Musk had done that. Like and that um, Astra. So um yeah. and so he started there what, last year? Jack yeah. has been there about three months, but he's he like oh, absolutely okay. loving it. Absolutely loving it. Oh, okay, okay. Started so, mid year, mid year. <clears throat> okay, so um, wow. And so you're not. So now we're not, ten minutes away from it, and that's and that's yeah, and that's why we're not going to England. That whole thing is really. Mm-hmm. So she's not going to do her PhD just yeah, well, of the school. The, the, uh, pretty much, yeah. They didn't have farm schools in the UK. Well, but that, something else came up as well. The reason why she's not doing the PhD. Okay. Um, she got uh, an agent, so she she has oh. been she had been writing this book, uh, you know, Play Strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Georgie has an agent, and she's um, just about to be on the on a web. Finally, page along. someone's gonna pay the bills around here. <laughs> I thought you're screwing around. <laughs> yeah. She's gonna be. Um, let's see. Let's see. Hang on, I've got some information about this. She's gonna be alongside she the same agent as Sir David Attenborough, Jane Goodall, the Dalai Lama, and the late Stephen Hawking. Oh, that's. I think I've heard of a few of them. Great. Yeah. That's great. So that's cool. Okay. So well, it sounds like you guys got they're pretty set up. She's doing much better than me. Oh, the bar was she's, pretty. The bar was pretty low, Justin. Let's. let's I mean, be honestly, honest. I would be so. I was. I was saying this on the Discord. I'd be super. I mean, if if she just started like bringing in all the cash, I would be super happy to be the house husband. Really, very very happy. That'd be that'd be fun. Just chill. Like sounds, I've been working so hard for so really years, boring. Man. That's really boring. 
Um, let's see what else we got. Um, actually, Play Strong, the, the website, um, did ninety six thousand seven hundred revenue last year. Wow, which is that's pretty great, pretty cool. Right? That's that's fantastic. Yeah, and these are all just one off sales, of courses, right? So these are uh, not yeah, recur- not recurring. Yeah. Yeah, not recurring. And, and this um, is part of like the ongoing professional training that psychologists who work in this area have to. Uh huh. They don't have to yeah. do. They just they. I mean, they're not supposed to. They're not supposed to do a certain amount of professional development over some period of time. They are, but this is this is uh, like above and beyond the amount that they need to do. Like the reason why they're buying this course is because they want to do it. Okay. They want to learn this stuff. Um, but remember that this was as a result of the automation of the Roblox carrot farming that I automated that system. And so, yeah, it's going. Wait, wait, really wait, 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 wait. What does PlayStrong have to do with Roblox carrot farming? I'm Don't not... you remember? I was doing like a couple of years ago, and I was like twenty twenty or twenty one. Well, I remember I was... you doing the Roblox stuff, but I, I was don't doing Roblox. I was playing the game Islands with Jack. Yeah. And in the game Islands, you could build a carrot farm, and you could completely automate the shit out of it. You yeah. could like, yeah. You could like so, and I. It really made me think, huh. Automation is amazing. I should I should automate. You finally should... realize that after being like a professional developer for 30 plus years. You know, automation is just a big concept. Maybe I should try and... Jesus. No, the, but the point was was that all this uh, all these coins were coming in uh, mm-hmm. in a very automated way and I was and I, I was thinking, "Hmm, I wish I, could, I wish there was some way I could do that in real life. Just make money come through the door." And then it occurred to me, "Huh, Georgie's got that course that's We've got all those recordings that are just sitting there doing nothing. So, where were they, should... why were these recordings doing nothing? I don't understand. Well, because the way that the way that uh, PlayStrong was originally set up is it was just a live thing. So right. So people would 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 pay, and she'd say, "Okay, Saturday from this yeah. time to this time for the X number of weeks weeks, we're going to do a live sessions and live session." Questions. But we recorded all the live sessions, and we had so she she'd done the course two times, so we had two years worth mm. of live session recordings. And so that's why it made me think, huh, that, those recordings are just sitting around. People paid like, you know, 3000 bucks for that. We should, we should just bundle that what up. What did Georgie, that. Georgie say? She was like, yeah, okay. You know, she was why like, yeah, whatever. She's just like, let me be. Yeah, sure. And then, and then it's all set She's up. She's like, if then... you want to type on your little computer, go ahead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm going to be in Starbucks all day. Yeah. It's just more of me bumbling my way to... To a billion fame and fortune <laughs> um so anyway well that's uh, that, that's an interesting story in the sense that you often that's how often how a lot of startups come come about is not somebody searching for an idea they just kick ah you know maybe maybe i'll just do this thing or and then, and then it catches it catches some wind right you know um it's you hear that all the time these little I mean, sometimes they're very intentional, like, oh, we're going to go for this market, oh, yeah. we research, but there, there are plenty of stories like this where, you know, you find something that you get the sense that, oh, maybe someone would want this, and then just you keep responding to the market. I mean, how big do you think this thing could get? I mean, do you think well, you I think we've got another. I think we've got another phase of this because what what we've been observing uh, over the lot, I guess this thing's been alive a couple of years now, and what we've been observing is that people... We, we, we put a, just a tiny little piece of text on the page that just said, you know, five or more, get a, get a discount. Instead of paying 500 bucks, pay three, four, nine, something like that. And a, a lot, I mean, a significant amount. I mean, like, I guess over the last two years, probably between 20 and 30, groups of people like agencies 
just sort of contacted Georgia and said, okay, I've got 10 people who'd like to do it. And so I think we're just going to actually focus on that now, like build a proper automated route because that's completely manual, you know. So they'd reach out, they'd email Georgie and then she'd say, oh, yeah, we can do that. And then and then they would send Georgie the email addresses of each person. Then she would email each of those people and say, OK, you're, you're in on the discount now, uh, you know, sign up and I'll. <laughs> so it was just like a super manual process. Well, um, I think that's. I think that's often the best way to, to to get this stuff right is do it manually for a while first. Yeah. You really understand the ins and the outs of it, the edge cases. And, and of course, when you do stuff manually, you're really thinking through the process of how do I say this to this person and what questions are they going to have when they follow up? And then you go through it. And that's the same thing Sandy's been doing and I've been doing a lot with the, the Math Academy customer right. support, right? I mean, so it's exactly the way. I think that's the way to do it, you know? Yeah. That's good. So that's another. So that's another piece, and I think I'll I'll focus a little bit on that this year. You know, in the time in the work that I put into PlayStrong is like creating an automated group sign up system. You know, and uh, mm-hmm. rather than just having one tiny little line of text, we'll have like a big page about it. Are you guys doing any? What are you guys doing page. for marketing? I mean, how, how outreach? I mean, it's how just you... all. It's just all SEO. It's coming from Google. Nothing. Not doing anything. So there's probably a lot of opportunity there if you decide to. It Why don't you be. experiment with that a little bit? That's it could be. Well, because I I want I want I need to work on all of my other stuff. I can't I can't give everything to this. <laughs> Your face. Well, I mean, you know, it's like you're like you're thinking, oh man, money on the table, money on the table, well, and you're working on list. Yeah, you're I working mean, on list to make my life easier, and there's all that money on the table. What the well, hell, Justin? I mean, you know, it's the importance of focus, right? I mean, you you do three or four things, forget it. You know, you do one thing, it's it's you know, you dramatically increase your chances of winning. I mean, it's like getting in a fist fight with one hand tied behind your back, right? Right. That's the only thing. I mean, look, the thing about play strong. I mean, the, here's the the pros of it is that it's actually making money, right? There's demand for it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not. Well, it's not just it's making money. It's making a good amount of money. Right, hundred thousand dollars a year is really good money, and you got like you said, you've kind of I won't say you bumbled your way there, but you've just sort of done the minimal amount. You've gone through fits and spurts. We automate a few things. You do stuff, and you just guess, hasn't really been like trying to grow it, right? You just automate, and you're at a hundred thousand. I mean, so why couldn't you ten exit from here with some with some really, you know. With a concerted effort of outreach and contacting all of the, you know, uh, professional development organizations and platforms that are associated with psychology and I mean, in the advertising and the journals and in the uh, conferences and stuff. I mean, it sounds like you could probably 10x it in a couple, two to three years if you just decided to go all in. Um but I mean, it's like you got to outreach. You can't just say, "Well, I'm just optimizing a funnel." I mean, you have to go out and talk to people. You got to, you know, do stuff like that. Um, I mean, I, I mean, I, you know, I'm obviously here to tell you to live your life, do what you want to do. But I agree with that. Say, like, I agree if, with that. If, but like, if your goal is like, you know, I don't want to work. I want to make money. Then like, I don't know. I mean, play strong is just kind of sitting there, going, "Hello." <laughs> hello like this is the most successful financial thing you've ever built and you're like well maybe i'll go do this other thing it's like what are you talking about it's it's earned over three hundred thousand dollars at this point yeah yeah 
And you're like, I don't know, maybe I should go do something else. I don't know. Well, I, well, but also, also rearing its head, which is which has earned over a hundred and fifty thousand, is Nugget, uh, where just even just that one, like the 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 stuff that I had built for Nugget, the the funnel is it works really well. I mean, it's just that I don't want to sell the course. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but there's now I mean there's now um let's see ten almost ten and a half thousand people signed up to Nugget you mm-hmm. know um that's a pretty good fly trap you know those those ideas that boot camp um I'm mm-hmm. getting really nice emails from people who who do the course mm-hmm. so that's something else so that's something I've been thinking about as well is um you know the and and. Also, now I do have the one successful student, Matteo Mosca, who I could, in theory, you know, do a big focus on him. Mm-hmm. And so, and then I could, um, I was thinking to keep things simple, what I could do is just convert that whole thing into ebooks, like a series of ebooks, because each mm-hmm. module I had done would, would convert pretty nicely into an ebook. Mm-hmm. And so I could sort of sell each ebook. Because the, the I think the problem that I always made with that was I forced it to be linear, so you had to go through everything in a linear format. But like we, I've told you this before, like I think people could just dip straight into module four, mm-hmm. and if it was just an ebook, they could just buy that, or they could buy the bundle, and it would be like zero. It would be zero effort in terms of. Um, well, how much? Know, how much did you make? I mean, well, okay, so, so the difference between Play Strong and. Um, Nugget is Nugget was around for how many years? Seven years? I mean, I remember you working out when you were living up in um, the top of the hill up there. What was that street? Where well, because no, because remember, Nugget's ago. gone through. It's gone through a few different phases. So, so the first phase it was just giving out ideas. Yeah, yeah. No. And, so how, and, how long? How many years? Like seven years ago? Eight years ago? Yeah. So, but but that phase, that phase really didn't earn the bulk of the money. The money was earned through the release of the course. Um, that's really where the money came in, you know, and that was done. Uh, I mean, I, I, there was, there was some years in between the idea stuff and the, and the course and the course creation and release. Um, and obviously I haven't been doing anything for a while on that either. Um, but I could, I could have been making bank if I, if I'd actually wanted to, if I'd have, if I, if you hadn't quit. If I'd have you, mean, confident. you mean if you hadn't quit, Justin? <laughs> Whoa, what a shock. I mean, if you'd stuck with something and really well, no, dug I, in for like it wasn't it wasn't five, that. it's just it's just I didn't I didn't feel truly confident in selling the I mean, even you say that sometimes, like even you have not felt you're like, look, I want to get this product with a certain point before I sell it. And with Nugget, I wanted to have that success story before I really double down on it. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't really want to just sell this thing that was in theory oh it's going to make you successful without a proper true a truly proper success story under its belt it it has that now so that's that's a different that's a different situation you know okay you well, you, de- you never feel like uh, that uh i mean th- i think there's a little different i mean um there's the product itself and whether it works and then there's like coming up whether I can point to somebody who, you know, went off and got a PhD in math or something. I mean, that's like, I can't sell it until that happens or something. I, I'm just wondering if you're just dig if you were just looking for an excuse, you know, I don't know. I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure because if here's the thing, if the product itself works, if it teaches students 
what they need to know, what they want to learn, and it does it in an effective and efficient way, then you got something, you know? I mean, now, I think the only time to really question whether you should sell it is if people, if they're not learning it or they don't like it and they're not, and they're canceling, like, look, Justin, this sucks. I don't want to use it. Money back. Like, okay, then you got a problem. If people are like, oh, yeah, this is, this is cool. This is great. It's really helped me. I've gone off then. I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, you got to remember that you always have to look inside yourself and ask yourself, what's the real reason that I'm not doing something? Are you, is it really that, you, you know, this, that it has to have this certain, that you, this arbitrary thing that you set aside, I have to have this smashing success where I can do it? Or was there some other doubt or some other self-sabotage going on in there because you just didn't want to do some stuff? I mean, you know, people, we all, we all sabotage ourselves all the time for all kind of re- weird reasons. And, you know, some people say think weird things, but people are afraid of success. That, that, I don't think that's, a, a legitimate one typically, but I, I think it's can be like, you know, you're coming up with reasons because hey, you're just bored of it or, you know, you just want to do something else or you're just lacking confidence in it or whatever. So, I mean, you know, obviously I'm not inside your head. I don't really know what's going on, but um, I do know that if you stay on something and you keep working and you keep grinding there's a very high chance of success that you can take something that's already working, work a lot better. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't think hardly anyone would argue with that unless something has structurally changed with the world, right? Like I'm selling software for Windows 3.1. Okay, the world has changed. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. I mean, unless the world is structurally changed and like all of, and, and, and the, um, the 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 foundational assumptions about your product and who's it solving that the market no longer exists as we've on unless that has happened all it takes is just a consistent effort and then just willingness to grind and you know applies to nugget applies to play strong you know applies to a- anything I, I i don't know i mean i think um you know look i was as guilty as anyone if not i'm probably in the top percentile of you know, trying to do 10 things at once, thinking that I could do everything. And um, I'm here to tell you, <laughs> doesn't work very well. It's mm-hmm. like, it, it gives you a nice excuse, I guess, in the day, why some work, because you were doing this, and you were doing that, and you have all these reasons, well, this is cool, and this person is a friend of mine, I want to help them out, and then this is just something I'm going to spend a little time on. And you, you have all these different reasons. And uh, at the end of the day, what you have is a, is a lot of, Half built, half finished, unlaunched projects, and you know, and you could, you could, and they're not even really interesting stories. It's like, oh, what happened to so and so? It's like, yeah, it's not even an interesting story to talk about, right? So I don't know. Well, I don't really fall into the in, into the half built, unfinished. I mean, I mean, with list, yes, but with Nugget, it was it was built and it was launched and released and it was making money. And with Play Strong, it's built and released. It's it's more just like. The, the doubling down and, and continuing and focusing right. and really. Yeah, I, know. I got a lot the, of examples we can go through of stuff where you built a V1 and then walked away for one reason or another. Yeah, that's true. And, yeah. and I think, you know, you, you will answer that more better than I could, but why you walked away from different things. Oh, but it's I, always the same. It's, it's lack always, of confidence. It's, I think you lose confidence the, in it. It's always, I'm just not, yeah, I'm just not confident in the product. See, that's, I'm not confident. That, that's in it. that's what it is. See, that's and that and I and I that's I think how you um, 
you sabotage yourself and, and then the grass is greener. It's like, oh, this shiny new thing, this will be easier, right? And I'll launch it. And then, you know, I mean, there's certain projects that you started which had lower chance of success than others for different reasons, you know. But I think if you have something that's already making money, like, you know, to abandon them or walk away from them or just kind of ignore them, I think is kind of um, not a rational thing to do. If your goal is to build a successful company and make money, and I think for you, what you want is you want a successful solopreneur, whatever, SaaS company, right? That's what you want, right? You don't really care that much that it has to be this particular problem. You can talk yourself into thinking that that has to be this particular problem. I don't think you really give, you know, at the end of the day. No, no, you're right. I, I, I'd love to know, like, is, is this just a me thing? Or are there, are there lots of other people walking around with this same issue where, like, unless you're just 100% happy and feeling confident about it, you know? Nobody... It's interesting. Nobody feels a hundred percent confident all the time. That's yeah, that's yeah. not true. Everybody's they're all there's all you're always second guessing yourself and going, oh god, was this a huge mistake? Or is this am I ever going to be able to finish this thing? Is this ever going to work? Is this going to be? Are we going to be out competed? Is nobody going to? Is anyone going to pay for this? I mean, you know, there's a million of these thoughts that's always swirling around every entrepreneur's head. Even companies that are huge successes, you're like, I mean, this, this isn't going to go away. This thing gonna blow up tomorrow. Well, even you, uh, after launching Math Academy, you were like, uh, you 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 told you know you spoke to us about your dark night of despair, and I was like, how could you feel that way? It's so obviously gonna be successful. My this dark day. night, my dark nights of six. It wasn't one night. It was like every night. It was like or every other night. Like, oh my god, you know what do I? You know this is this is not going to work or this is, you know, my, are we ever to finish this thing up? Am I going to blow through my entire nest egg? You know, whatever. So and it's funny. Cause like me putting my head, my try, like trying, wearing my Jason hat, if you know, as much as that's possible, I can't imagine feeling that way, you know, because well, it's like from outside, it just looks like this thing is set. Like there's nothing can go wrong here. Like this is so good. So many good things about this. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny. So, you know, there used to be this, um, this radio show on for years on K Rock in in L A. It was called Love Line, and they actually had a TV show on it for a little while with Adam Carolla, and there was a variety of different hosts on it. And so, and, and Doctor Drew, Doctor Drew and Adam Carolla for the longest time, and it would come on at like ten o'clock at night during the week in L A. And so a lot of times I'd be like driving back from like soccer practice or something, and it'd be you know it would for the day days of podcasts or whatever. So you're turning on K Rock and. And people would call in, typically young people to late teens to 20s, 20-somethings. And they'd call in with, you know, my boyfriend, he, is, he still meets with his ex-girlfriend, and this and that. And and what should I do? And they're like, break up with him. What are you, what are you talking about? Like, the person would come in completely flummoxed about what they should do with their situation. You know, my my you know my husband he's an alcoholic and this and that or like i'm doing these drugs I mean, they, they, they have these obvious problems and those obvious solutions you need to check yourself into a, a, a addiction clinic stat tomorrow well no tomorrow you need to break up with your boyfriend he's clearly sleeping with his ex-girlfriend I mean, it's like everyone listening is going girl break up with him what are you talking about you know and the person themselves is so caught up in the emotionality of everything 
that they really can't see straight. They can't think about it very rationally because the emotions, the fear, the shame, the confusion, the frustration, the what you know, whatever jealousy, the 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 hundred and one emotions that you can feel, and emotions overwhelm rationality quite often. And and that's the same reason probably you do mastermind groups and you do group therapy and all that kind of stuff. You sit around listening to other people and you're like, duh, just do this. And you're like, really? Yes, just do that. Like, you know, and the person's going, I just don't know. Should I work on this feature for the next three months? Dude, ship it. Move on. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah, know? No. And, that's always the case. And um, or, or whatever it is, you know. And I, I, I think that um, everybody is fighting their own demons their own emotions their own fears and things and um so you're you're absolutely not alone in this everybody's everybody's struggling um i remember there was an interview you know the computer science history museum or something and they had these interviews with various like you know kind of hall of fame tech people like you know the guy who created java and you know, whatever, all, all these big time. And this one guy is one of my favorite, uh, favorite interviews. And he um, was the guy who created what ultimately became the next operating system and then ultimately became the operating system for OS X. And he was like sort of like the CTO at Apple for years and in the early days. And he was um, very high up. And um, and I remember the, the guy who's interviewing him who, and all the people with the interviewers themselves are like, you know, very successful, you know, uh, computer science type people, you know, people, you know, professors who have at, you know, Stanford or computer science and he's interviewing this person, right? And he goes, so when did you know that Apple was going to be a success? And this is, this is years after the iPhone launch. He's like, I don't think we ever knew that. I don't think we ever knew that. Like, like we're you're listening, laughing at this. Like, what kind of a response is that? You didn't know Apple's gonna be success. This is post iPhone launch. This is, but even those guys are thinking. You don't know. Like no, this, you know this, you. This, you remind me of a story. A friend of mine when I was in in the back in the music days, a friend of mine was uh, good good friends and in the circle of of U uh, two. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, this was like the height of just the height of mm-hmm, you two well mm-hmm. let's just say just after the height of you two mm-hmm. and i remember asking like what what's it like like what's it like in in that circle and he was like oh they're just looking for the next gig <laughs> you mm-hmm. know? they're just looking for the next gig they don't know like they're just trying to stay on top <laughs> you know so it's just like just like the same as you trying to find a gig yeah you just you're i mean <laughs> so wherever you're at i mean you know, you might go, oh, Jason, you're all set. I'm like, are you, what are you talking about? Like, I'm not even, you know, it's, we're, there's so many unknowns. There's so many. Now, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm going to make this work, right? So I have, I, you kind of have these, these sort of opposite, it's almost like it's a dichotomy. Cause on the one hand, you're like, you have the fears and, um, in the back of your head, the, the, oh my God, you know, is this, is this, ever really going to work right and then you have the part of me is like i'm going to w- walk through a wall if i have to nothing is going to stop me this is going to work i'm going to force this into reality right and i think mostly during uh, mostly it's the fears are at night right when yeah. you're falling asleep 
that's when it bothers you the most. Not that it doesn't creep in during the daytime. In the nothing is going to get in my way. I will um, wring success out of this reality no matter what during the day. But, they, you know, you can't, you know, and the famous line, I think I probably said this before, but I think um, um, Hemingway had this famous line. He said, it's hard to be hard-boiled at night. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think that's true. So, um, I don't know, man. But back to the, let's get back to the original thing. I, I mean... I just think you have to ask yourself a hard question about, you know, what you should spend your time on, what your real goals are. Well, what, what, what should, like, from an outsider looking in, should I spend my time on Play Strong? Like, uh, should I spend my time on Nugget? Or should I spend my time on List? Um, well, okay. I, I, I honestly, I think you probably want to, you know, you know, look, I'm going to take myself, uh, not as your friend. But as someone who has nothing to do with the situation, and I would just say car, the cold hard facts. Okay, you you put this up to somebody, and they say, okay, there's three projects. This one just made a hundred thousand dollars in the past calendar year, doing no little to no advertising, no outreach. Do something that's made one hundred fifty over a period of X number of years with a series of of marketing efforts and a series of revamps and making a little money here, making some money there, but or something that's completely brand new. Um, it's cool, but it's a very very crowded space because there's a low bar to entry to try and do this kind of thing. Um, what, what and, and say assume this entrepreneur. Goal is to get is to reach financial independence, so that he doesn't have to work, and that he can have this success behind him because it's important to him to have a success and to hit financial success for him is for his wife or marriage for you know whatever. I think most of them would say they they take a look at okay what's is there anything in the market for the one that made hundred thousand that's prevent that from scaling is it already saturated is it like an infinitesimal market they've actually already targeted everybody. No? Okay, so it's a much bigger market. Yes. Okay, if that's true, I don't know if that's true. I'm assuming that's true. That's true. Um, then you'd probably want to look at that. But then the other thing you'd probably look at is, okay, how much effort, how much programming effort, design effort, everything went in to making the $150,000 that you made over the life of Nugget versus how much time did you put into PlayStrong to make that money it sounds to me like you did not put you put in a fraction of the effort into play strong that you put into nugget i mean nugget was something with years you created new courses you wrote all kind of cool code ui stuff you know i'm not saying that you didn't put any effort into play strong i mean there were i think there were bursts where you went in you said all right well i'm work a few a few weeks and do a bunch of stuff and then it was just kind of needed to do anything for six months and you come in and be like all right i'm gonna do a little stuff in a couple weeks few weeks so it seems to me like you know Essentially, the margin in effect, the amount of effort, the cost per dollar, you know, in and dollar out. I mean, I think that the uh, Play Strong is a clear winner. You put a fraction. There's just of one slight thing about mm -hmm. the Play Strong deal, which is that because of the way that it's set up, we're quite entwined with a partner and we essentially have to give. Why? the news um because uh because we're 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 partnering with um I, I don't know if i can say the the full details of it 
Well, I, I think I think what you have to do with all partnerships is you have to reevaluate. Okay, what's the split and what's fair, right? So you're put you. L- l- let's say I said, right, Justin, you should invest a lot of time into the into automating more stuff, building out more features or product, and 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 basically doing a lot more marketing. You could say, well, we're going to invest a hundred thousand dollars worth of time or effort to make this happen. In this, do you want to put in a hundred thousand dollars, or do you want to put in? If you're not willing to put in more, we need to come up with a way because we can we can make this thing more valuable. We got it's going to take an additional investment. Yeah, it's because it, it, it's like one of those things. So that so there's that that so it's not as obviously brilliant as it sounds. Like a, there's the there's the revenue split. B, there's the well, just because you have been successful and that the SEO is bringing in that traffic and you haven't put in any. That it 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 isn't a no brain. Oh, okay. Now go ahead and put all that effort into it and market it, and it's you're going to ten x it. That isn't really a no brain. Well, nothing's that's, a no brain to ten x. That, that's I'm, like I'm, a... no, 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 nothing's a no brain. No, nobody's saying that it's a no brainer. You <laughs> yeah. know, I mean, maybe it will two x it or three x it or, mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. yeah, there will. You can put some mar- if you do put mo- time and money into marketing. You know, well, that, that's why I think it's the it's the group thing. So what makes sense to me is is to put that because that's what the market's already showing us that they want that. And, I, and I'm where we've been going on about me for a long time. It's 40 minutes here, so we'll just finish up on this. Basically, what makes sense to me is the group thing to to try and automate that, to take away the manual aspect of that, and to do cold outreach to all of the um, all of the people who might want that kind of training in America. So to yes, do cold outreach cold outreach for the group things for the group sales and try and sell slots of like 10 people and and to me that's okay well you figure i think what you have to do is you have to figure here's what you need to do (laughs) yeah and this is the this is the problem with partnerships which is why i basically decide i don't like partnerships anymore yeah and i I think partnerships are 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 just almost they're not worth it they're just too difficult um i'd rather just pay somebody (laughs) but anyway the point is that they evolve because Initially, everybody's 50-50, and then you realize things change. People, uh, so one party wants to do X, you know, wants to put in a certain amount of time. The other person doesn't, you know, or things evolve in a way that, you know, anyway, they evolve. So what you have to do is, is, is to keep the partnership um, successful so that everybody is performing as you have to make it fair. So it's like you're basically saying, you're because there's part of you is basically saying, I don't want to put a lot of time into this. That's essentially that because I mean, if you if you owned all of it, well, they do have a huge brand cachet. Like they like they are the like one of the thought leaders in that space. Like they like a big part of the reason why sales happen so easily is because it's like it's them. Okay, fine. Well, maybe ten is worth it. I don't know. I mean, that's what. Here's what I'm yeah. saying is you have to figure out what, if it's fair or not. If it and if and if if it's fair, then just if it's look, if it's like. That name cachet is a constant wind at your back. So every hour that you, mm. every hundred hours that you put into marketing effort, like it's getting that much extra push because they're involved, right? Right. They make that's you, this way, that way you'd be like, I, you know what, whatever. They get sent, and and it's because of their brand and recognition and status within the industry. And if that's if that, and if that's the case, then it'd be like fine. Then you should just you know I I haven't got permission from Georgie or from them to say the percentage, so I'm probably going to have to just go through and edit that. That's part fine. That's out. fine. Whatever it <laughs> so is, don't say the word anymore. That's fine. That's fine. The the point is, 
I'll I'll mark down the, yeah, the time. The, the 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 point is though, um, I think, I think that based on what I've know, and I don't know a lot, but based on the top level information you're giving me, it sounds like PlayStrong is has sort of breakout capability. Like right. you're in a position that if you said, look, I'm just going to hunker down on this damn thing and do all the things that need to get done, particularly on the marketing side, onboarding side, customer relationship expansion. Like, I don't want to like, you know, rain on your parade or crush your dream, your list dreams or whatever. But I, I personally, I don't think you care if this thing, let me say the thing. Let's say that three years from now, play strong, make a million dollars a year. Right? Would you be happy? Mm-hmm. I'd be I'd be happy. I mean, I'd feel a little frustrated that it wasn't my thing. Who cares? <laughs> just why does it me? matter? Why <laughs> does it matter? <laughs> See that's self that's I sort mean, of self that's just that's just ego getting in the way. Yeah. I mean, so what? It's true. your wife. You love her, right? Yeah. That's I mean, true. so what? Yeah. I mean it it wasn't it and it wasn't not your thing. You guys did it together. Right. Right. You played a very, very significant role in it. Yeah. Okay. So it's her content and her domain expertise and stuff, but you're like, Hey, let's make this into a thing, you know, a thing and you automated everything. I mean, so it's, you know, look, I mean, nobody, nobody gives a damn of whether it was your idea or not. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. I don't care. Nobody does podcasts. podcasts like, gee, I thought I, you know, it's like, you know, most of these startups, are like, I mean, most of these startups aren't even like geniusly creative ideas. They're just like, you know, there's already already existing ideas. Oh, list, like that's an amazing idea. Dude, there's already a ton of people doing it, right? <laughs> like it's not, it's not, that's not the thing. The thing is not the idea, right? The thing is the execution. As you know, we talk about this all the time. I mean, you know, having a a, 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 a a unique take on something or whatever is 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 nice and is great and helps but ultimately it's about it's about the execution and so you know nobody's gonna go even if even if you sort of did list and list was a success and I was going wow that was just an amazing idea no it's true they don't they're not Nobody. gonna say anything <laughs> to do list wow that's wow what a great idea you know it was just it would be it, all it would be is like man Justin executed the crap out of that he really execute it that's all it's about all right let me be the time cop let me be the time cop and ask you how many subscribers do you have for math academy now Mm, is it going up yeah it's like 315 maybe okay 15 it's 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 ticking up um a little bit at a time five a week kind of thing i mean we have we have some churn Right, um, but some of the churn is like I would call I would call more failed activiz- activations. You yeah. know, it's it's we need to sit down and do an analysis on this. But it's like I think a lot of it is people who just really failed to get it going. Right, they just either they never they like oh you know my kid needs to do doing this and we're signing up and they just didn't get the. Well, we discussed yeah, that. I mean, you've built yeah. you've built in your own churn mechanism because you auto. You auto refund, right? Mm-hmm. That's an auto refund that you do. Yeah, I don't think that's causing churn. Right. It's just it's just not being um, it's just not uh, implementing a, a, a dark pattern of saying, well, you only get your money if you ask for it. What do you think you need to focus on? Well, so the uh, the the plan is the same. 
the last couple times we've talked, which is to spend a few months cleaning up some things, build, finishing building out some basic functionality so that our uh, customer support is minimized. Um, and, uh, and then, and then start spending more time on marketing and outreach. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you know, like I said in the last podcast, I mean, we got our sort of, you know, we're on our way to getting accredited. We went through that whole process. That's a huge deal. Yeah. That's um, cool. you know, our customer support is way, way less than what it was. Um, and, uh, so yeah, it's just, it's just, it's basically just finishing up some, some kind of, some rough edges and some things that are just like, you know, this is just not quite right. So yeah, I'll just give you an example. So we have one of our learning formats or learning task formats is called a, a multi-step. And so it'd be like, here's a situation, you set up a context. Let's say you have a particle traveling and da, 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 and here, you know, it gives you all this data and then asks you a series, here's a question. And then the first question. And then you have to answer it and you do like a free response type something in. And then you give a second question and they're going to have like eight, 10 questions, right? The deal is that each question depends, it, it utilizes the information set up in the context, right? At the beginning, but it also utilizes information from previous questions. I do not make that very clear. People are like, there's not enough information to answer this question. It's like, you know, <laughs> it wasn't obvious to them that they need to look back to the original context or the previous questions. There's a lot of confusion about that mm. and frustration. Yeah. Uh, you know, and so one thing I did is, okay, so let's, first of all, not only explaining that, say putting a little information, say this, the information that will be necessary to answer the following questions, but making it so instead of like you go next, next, and it has like a wizard, it's more of a, it, ha it has a wizard, it has like a progress bar wizard, but it also has to scroll. So you can scroll up and down. And look at the and look at previous stuff much more easily. Oh, okay. And and this, yeah. and the, and now the header it's fixed at the top, and so it's just like you know way better experience. Um, you know, there's just different things like that, which is like you're kind of wincing at it. You're like, oh god, you get another comment. You're like, I know I got to fix this stuff, right? And there was there's like a couple dozen of those things. We're just like, well, I'm on reviews, but I can't go back and look at the answer to previous question. I'm like, yeah, that's really stupid. Like, and so I had to fix that. I fixed that one, right? It was just dumb. It was actually what it was, was something that I wrote at three in the morning the night before I launched last year and I never got around to improving it, right? And it was like, these things just have to be improved and made better because, or, 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 or completed. Like, it was, it's not even improved, but it's like, they, I, I had like a first iteration on it knowing that it was not quite right, right, really. And, and so when you do that, I mean, sometimes you have to do it just to get something out the door, right? It's good enough kind of thing. But good enough doesn't mean good, really. And it doesn't mean – and what it means is that there's still a certain amount of fr uh, frustration or friction in using it at times, which generates um, a couple things. First of all, it generates it, – it, it, it builds closer towards churn because more and more of those things that they're getting frustrated with make them, be, make them think, ah, you know, maybe this isn't that great. But it also just generates lots of customer support issues. Hey, there wasn't enough, you know, how many times I get this? There's, there wasn't enough information to answer this question. How soon, do, but like how soon would they experience something like that after starting? Well, that in particular thing you wouldn't see right away. That's that's yeah. not a right away thing. But it was just one of those things that's just like, this is obviously stupid. 
this needs to be fixed. And I'm tired of hearing, I'm tired of people being confused and, and frustrated by it. Do you have like a, like a, like an instant feedback button in the app where they can just give you feedback straight away about what they're thinking mm. about things like this? No, I mean, you can flag a question um, and, and, and say, well, there's an error with a the question. There's not like a, 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 a feedback. I mean, we get emails from people all the time. But uh, it'd be cool to just have like a little button and it just pops up a window to chat or to record something. Yeah, just I could do that. I mean, push it in. But here's the thing. None of this is a mystery now, Justin. It's like, like it's not like you need hey, more Jason, work. Well, you're, you're like asking me like, well, Jason, you know, it'd be interesting to find out what people think. I know what people think. I've talked, <laughs> well, I can't... have open office hours. I've talked to hundreds of people. I've got okay, hundreds yeah. of emails. I know what people think, you know, cause like a lot of this advice, it's like, you know, you're, you've, you've lost your little solo project and you have three people use it and you want to get some feedback like the people are, or you have this big, you have this, you know, venture funded thing, you have 30, 40 people and you're, you're the VP of engineering or founder and you're sort of three steps removed now and you need some way of collating the information and some metrics to understand what the hell's going on. That's not my problem. Right. Sandy and I, know to a certain degree every single customer we know how what their kids are doing how old they are what they're trying to do because they tell us what their questions are what they're frustrated by what they love like none of this stuff is a mystery now if i get to the point where i just don't really feel like i have a grasp of what is going on i'm not getting information through other means then it would be worth spending time doing that but it's like i could spend time i could go out and spend a week screwing around with this stuff but I, I, don't, I already have the information. I already know. So do you think like two months is enough time to close all these gaps? Uh, I think close enough. I mean, here's the thing. I think what we're going to do, well, Sandy and I already talked about this, is um, I think at next week after we get back, after the holidays, we're, we're going to go visit Sandy's parents this after um, New Year's Day. I think we're going to take off in a couple of days there. And when we're back, uh, then we're going to sit down and kind of go through Okay, what do we really need to? What is what are the critical things that we get done before we feel like we can make the next big push? You right. know, um, I think Sandy has a lot of things in her head. I have a lot of things in my head, and we just have to pick and choose. Now the problem is, if you just say, you know, well, we have to do all these things. Those little things could take six or nine months. You have to. So I think you have to kind of put a date on it. And you say this is it. You know, by you know. February 15th or March 1st or April, whatever date is like, this is the date with these are the things that before we are going to initiate um, more of a um, concerted um, marketing effort. Um, because you can keep coming up with stuff to do forever. And um, mm -hmm. I, yeah, I, I think, exactly. I think that's, I think that's part of it. Um, I mean, there's some things that I think are really important. And I think there are probably some things Sandy's really important. Now, one thing you, you you know you'll probably laugh about is so Sandy goes. I don't know if we talked about this in the show. I don't know. I think I wrote this as something to talk about. We didn't, but she's like, she's like, you know, it's really frustrating that I can't just change the stuff on the website. Oh yeah, yeah. You you did mention this mm -hmm. that you're going to go and use Webflow. So right, right. So that's a thing. I think that's a thing that has to that we're probably going to do first. That might be yeah. something because. You know, she has, I think she just feels, um, I don't know, disempowered, but she just is can't make the changes. She's like, I just want to write this thing right now. I don't want to work this whole big thing, 
sit down with Jason. Can you write this? Like she just, I said, well, just write it up in a Google doc and I'll do it. I, I think she just wants to just have that ability to just add pages and explain yeah. things further and do stuff because, you know, that'd be great. I mean, that, that, that honestly, that is a great idea to, to just enable, because then stuff's just going to pop into existence. Yeah. And it's just going to be this new, this whole big marketing site that's just going to come. Yeah, it could. Into existence. It could. So we'll, we'll see. That's, I think that's probably something that she's going to, um, probably talk about wanting um for me i think i think the one of the big things so okay so this whole thing i'm doing with the with the whole the scrolling and the fixed editor and all this stuff it's really cool it's a much much better ui now and it's more informative i need to i need to kind of transpose or, or take that same ui concept and put it in the other learning tasks like lessons and and stuff and um and uh, reviews where you have it's just it's much slicker and it's like this is where this is the center of app this is what the students are doing all day Right, you should make their user experience what they are doing really, really clean and good. Mm-hmm. And I, I yeah. kind of want to do that now. And the other way I'm thinking about it's like these are the kind of stuff you take screenshots of. This is the marketing site. Like I want everything to look like that and work like that. Do I absolutely 100% have to do it? Maybe not. But if, I don't think these at this point. I'm I'm not sure if those remaining changes are that big. So I think I could probably get away with doing that. Um, I think the big one of the big things I need, we need to do is so that you need when you have a product, what you want to do is get your user to realizing value, the big aha moment as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. And for us, I think the first big like, wow, is after they take a diagnostic test and then they got a custom fit course, right? And the way I explain to people is like, well, does my do I really have to take a diagnostic or does my daughter really have to take a diagnostic? It's like, yes, you can't buy the suit off the rack and expect it to fit. <laughs> right? Yeah. You've never had this experience. That's the way it's been for everyone. You just get, everybody gets a suit off the rack and it basically doesn't fit anybody. Some people roll up the sleeves and some people wear a belt and some people like, they're like floods and some people like, you know, they just, whatever, man, this is, this is the course, right? This is the class, right? We do a custom tailoring job. So things are going to fit like nothing's fit before. Right. So nobody even expects that. So that's really cool. The problem is we don't give any kind of report or very little information back to the parents about that. This is how well it fits. Look at it. They can't even see the fit. Yeah. And I'm like, this is the big wow moment because we have so much data with this knowledge graph. We could show all this stuff. We can break stuff into like different types of uh, you know categories or subjects or sub subjects and yeah but it's also your per i mean it is the perfect sales funnel exactly like you need people coming in coming to the site taking that diagnostic without even barely registering and then getting the report and then it's like okay just click a button sign up this is all yours yeah. so yeah. that that i think that is a really smart thing to work this on. is this is the i think the the big thing to do and we have all the data there. I mean, Justin is Justin Skysick has already, you know, we've already gone through, you know, there's numerous times where I say, like, Justin, we need to do this, this, and this. And he's reworked all this stuff. So he's built out all the data. We have all the calculations, all the data, all the records and data. Now it's just up to me to displaying it and creating like a PDF report and, you know, all the stuff we want to do it. Which, so, you know, and so I think that's a, I think that's a must have because that is the moment where people go, holy crap, that's cool. Wow. This thing really understands where my kid is at and what they know and what we need to focus on. And it has a whole plan and it has an estimates of when they're going to finish and like, wow. So, and it's something you can easily share that parents can share. So if it's a PDF, 
they could just share it. And someone says, you know, let's say a mom's talking to another mom and says, oh, you know, my daughter's been doing this thing. It's called Math Academy. And it's really amazing because she's like, she already finished off a year worth of math and she's on this other thing. And she's like, she thinks it's really fun because of the XP and stuff. And I was like, oh, wow, neat. Really? And she's like, oh, yeah. And check out, I'll email you the report she got. Check this out. Right. Like you just say, oh, just look at this. You know, you can imagine this five or eight page PDF with all these cool graphics and all this data. People really just like just wow them with that because we have the data and it is cool. It is amazing. It's just you just got to spend a little time showing it. So I think that is like one of the really important things. The other important thing is that we need to build a marketing site. There's a lot of information that just isn't there. You know, so that results in customer support. People don't understand. So yeah. how does the XP and this and that, you know, it's like Sandy's like, yeah, we'll be really nice. We had a page on that. we're really nice and we really so um the other the other like another really big opportunity is in the social side i mean a lot of a lot of kids have asked when am i going to be able to see my friends when i'm able to communicate with other kids the social learning i mean Mm -hmm. you know even if it's just like here are my friends and i'm following them like i can see how much they've done and they can see how much xp i've done and kind of you know, even if it's on a competition, it's just yeah, for the competition, yeah. But you can also have like a, a, a create some sort of embedded, um, kind of like a mini Discord embedded in the system where they can talk. Maybe we can allow that. I mean, kids and parents really want this. I mean, they ask it. They ask about it all the time. You don't want to be like, "Oh, Jason, yeah. what's your problem? Why don't you build it?" It's like, well, as cool as that is, don't you think I should fix the stuff in the center of the app that's broken? You're like, "All right, well, yeah, you should fix that." Right. So <laughs> there's a lot of really big things. I don't think we're going to wait on that before we market, but that's another big um, sort of untouched um, element. Would there be any person in the world? I mean, do you think it's possible that there is a developer in the world who would be just right, who could hit the ground running with you? I, don't, I, I can't spend any more money. I'm not, I, I can't X. spend any more money. Okay. And I'm yeah. not, I'm not, I'm not like going to be like, here, take X percent of the company at this point. That's not happening. You know, okay. I mean, we're too far along now. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, at some point I'll hire somebody, you know, and, you know, of course, give them some kind of upside participation, you know, equivalent of options or whatever, but I'm not going to, you know. You know, and, and, and the thing is, bringing somebody in, you, 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 even if I brought in somebody, let's say I brought in Guyon, who I've worked with for years. Right, right. Like, now, Guyon's one of these no-brainers because he's 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 ex- exceptionally talented, super nice guy, super hard work. I mean, he's, you know, and um, it would still take a little while to get him totally up to speed on how the hell everything works and where all the bones are buried, that kind of thing. But um, again, you know, guys like Guyon, I mean, he makes a lot of money working at a bank or whatever, right? <laughs> it's like, I, You'd have to pay him a lot. Yeah, to him I mean, at this place. point, you know, um, <laughs> so we'd have to be a, a bit uh, more successful than we are now. And that's, that, that's what I was wondering is because I'm wondering, because like, because it, what, from just from an outsider looking in, it really seems like you're the bottleneck, you know, of the of of this kind of stuff. Because there's a bunch of stuff that you need to get done, and there's just one guy to do it. No, that's, that's just the way. It no, is. there's bottlenecks all over the place. Okay, there are bottlenecks in the content. 
there's bottlenecks with the model, and there's bottlenecks with the app. So there's three. I would I would put, and then you would say this. I I, I would if I if I had like like three major areas: content development, the application, which I'm doing. Justin, who's working on basically the model that that basically does the sort of the intelligence that figures out, you know, what tasks are assigned to what student and how much XP and all that stuff. Like he works on that. So those are the three. But then you have a fourth one, which is sort of operations, marketing, customer support, which is Sandy. Right? The content development has always seemed like the river that's just flowing. It is, but it takes a long time. It takes, I mean, we're waiting, you know, I mean, it's it's just, it's not like someone who goes up and writes, you know, 30 tutorials and we're done. I mean, it's basically right. like writing an entire book, but instead of having, you know, a handful of questions, you have, you know, 50 questions, you know, 100 questions worked. I mean, it's way more work than writing a book in that way. Um, so, but we have, that is, a, that is, we have that down to a system. So that is really... I think pretty streamlined at this point. I think Alex has done a really good job of kind of crafting, evolving that process. I mean, it, it's gone through a lot of, it's gone through quite a bit of an evolution over time. I mean, you know, it's been a lot of back and forth with us, with, with Alex and I, when we, we question like, Hey, can't you just do this? Or can't you do that? And he would be, you know, what's, I'd always be asking him like, what, how can you be, how can you make things more efficient? What are you spending most of your time doing? And kind of just an outside as an outside um, observer, is that really the most efficient thing to do? And, you know, we tried things over time and, you know, whatever, you know, over-delegated in different ways and led to all kinds of inefficiencies. But now it's pretty tight. I think, I think it's pretty tight. Alex runs a really, a really, um, I think pretty optimized content development um, system. Um, uh, that said, he said he sent me a thing on Slack. Like he had some ideas about adjusting it, so I don't know what he wants to what he has in mind. I'd be curious to hear. But um, yeah, so you know, like I just had a um, one of our users, one of our customers, who's doing the Math Foundations series, and he he's like, Jason, are you ever gonna create? Are you gonna create like a math for three D graphics programming, kind of like you do for the math for machine learning, and I was like, huh. I was like, yeah, I, I, he, I think he'd asked about that before and I'd kind of thought about it. So I went and looked and I looked at some books and some articles about experts in the area and the math you need to know. And, uh, and I sent it to Alex. I said, let's, let's talk about this. Like, just what do you think it would take? And, you know, the first three quarters of it, we kind of have, right? It's like, if you, if you need to know trigonometry and you know the linear algebra, like that'll give you, you know, or maybe the first two thirds of it. But there's some really, some really advanced stuff numerical analysis and things like that we don't have yet and that would take a fair amount of time to build out so i can't just like it's not like that can just appear right yeah. and 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 one of the things that i um and so i had to tell him i said yeah it's as if you take the linear algebra course stuff you'll be most of the way there but you know this whole like a a, a complete course in that like a, a complete treatment of it like that will take that'll take time and um you know, so, so, you know, we, you know, we've worked years on this content, years. And, you know, and that's the, the, for, you know, the, you could say there, there has been bottlenecks in the model, there have been bottlenecks in the app, but there's been bottlenecks in the content because it just takes a lot of time. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, the, like, I, I think when it was in some point in November, early November or something, or I don't know when it was, I, what Alex, I, I said, I think we need a fourth grade course because I keep having lots of parents say, you know, my 
son or daughter is like, or the younger sibling would really like to use it, but they're kind of only in third grade. They're ahead, but you know, they're not really able to do the fifth grade course. And I, yeah. and I was like, you know, we, I really want that. Fifth, fourth grade. For Jack. <laughs> so the fourth grade. No, course, yeah. I think there's a, I, it, it's like the, the number of people would pay for the fourth grade course compared to 3d graphics programming is probably like 20 X. 30x yeah, right as much as this as cool yeah. as a 3d graphics probing course would it be i mean that's the kind of stuff that justin and alex and i would like to build because that'd be cool right mm. but if you're like building a business where do you want to focus and i was like you know and in terms of the effort to create it's for way easier for us to create a fourth grade math course than is to create you know yeah. a super advanced math course so he had so we you know we, we refocused our efforts for the over the past um six weeks and a couple months. I mean, it was relatively quick to build because we already had some stuff built and we had a lot of stuff that's similar to the fifth grade. So we could crank that out pretty quickly, but um, yeah, it's a lot of, it's a lot of hurry up and wait with the, with the course, with the courses. Like, all right, it's mm-hmm. a great course. And then it's like, okay, now wait, you know, X number of months to have it. And then mm-hmm. um, I, I, you know, I just, I'm not sure that adding people, would really speed things up that much like if you said mm. if you said well jason go out and read no that, that well that's why i said is there I, that's why i said could you imagine anyone and you came up with that someone which was guyon and that makes sense and even even under that scenario it's not workable because it's too expensive he probably wouldn't be great at the ui stuff i mean i'm just yeah no just he's not a ui guy you know, he wouldn't right? he wouldn't really help with the ui so yeah i, I hear you wouldn't wouldn't double your output no no i mean i yeah. i i think that this i i mean we're still working on sort of v1 right and i think v1 needs to be just me and justin right now and it's a little slower you're like oh man you always get impatient like well can you just finish this up and you know it's like no because okay you know you got to raise money and then you got you know that's a huge process or don't raise money and then you gotta i mean i i can't afford it you know i can't af- i can't afford to pay some you know, you know, UK or US salary for some senior developer. Are you kidding me? I mean, that's just an insane amount of money for these people. And so, um, yeah, but I, I don't know. I, it's, it's coming and we're making progress. And even, even though we're doing zero marketing, it's all, it's like word of mouth, right? It's just constant. So there's still some growth. You're picking up like five a week. No, we pick up more than sp- a week. We just have, we have, we have some churn. So that's I think, net. So, so for, you're gonna you're really tightening up the ship over the next couple of months, plugging some holes, and then you're gonna try and push to get to like 500. Yeah, you're like you're gonna do a proper push, try and get it to 500 or more than 500. Because we'll I because Justin is gonna need a salary come June, okay. and because he's so. he's moving to Boston, he's no longer gonna be working at the school, so he's gonna have to pay him something oh so you so you kind of have a gun to the head in a way yeah but which is nice i don't i don't i don't think it's that big a deal uh in terms i think we should be able to get there if we just put a little bit of effort in marketing effort into it but um yeah i mean you just gotta gotta get but you know it's, it's really interesting um it's kind of funny like you go you'll hear on twitter and you'll see like you know first time entrepreneurs just think about you know, product, but second time entrepreneurs talk about distribution. You hear that all in the, like sort of the microconf people talking about that, right? It's all about distribution, right? But then you you hear all these people who are like the, like, it was funny. Um, 
I think an all in podcast or where it's like, it's all about the product. It's like, you know, if you build a so-so product, all the distribution world isn't really going to help. It's really all about the product. And I, I think it really comes out from your perspective because when you're talking to like solo entrepreneurs and people's side projects, these are the kind of people who build something and have zero ability or bandwidth or interest or anything in, in doing any kind of marketing, right? They just don't have it out for whatever reason. And so people say, look, your problem is you need to focus on distribution, right? <laughs> because they're at zero. But then you, but then if you go and you talk to the, you see these companies that have some venture funding, and then they build some a product, and they have marketing people and PR people and sales people, and they want sale marketing, but they didn't, they didn't build a great product. They built a pretty good product, and everyone realizes mm -hmm. that this is going to lose because it just is not great, right? And what I think I'm, what I've, what we're finding is that, you know. The reason that we're growing despite doing anything is because we have a good product. But if we can make it better, then it's just going to be, it's going to magnify any dollar that we put in to, into marketing, right? It's going to be that much easier. Well, it's funny because the thing that you speak about, you say we have an activation problem, not a churn problem. And I, I agree with that. And I think I would count that as marketing. So sales and marketing, basically, it's not really the product that you need, that you, you're going to be enhancing there. It's the onboarding and helping people's understanding, which is essentially sales. Yeah. You know. I, I mean, you can call it market, but I call, I call that market as product. That's to me, that's product. The product, the onboarding, the automatic emails that help people that are that are customized to what's going on, that are helping people understand the product better, helping them um, customize it more to their own needs, reminding them what they need to be doing, keeping them engaged, kind of getting things yeah. going. I consider that product. Now, you you could say fine. You know, we can argue about definitions or whatever, and I'd say yeah, sure, it's marketing, but it's also product, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's it's where product meets marketing. Then let's just say, yeah, that. and <laughs> because, because look, you because the point is, is the product doesn't actually need that. Like to to be a product, a working product, it doesn't need that. So you're building on this extra stuff that makes people use the actual product. Yeah, yeah, I you know I get, I think we can get some. This is the the gray area which we can we can talk definitions and all day long, but. The you know I'm considering a product if it's if it's code that does stuff on its own, that's product. You know it serves a marketing effort. Now you might say, well, um, you know, is that whole thing about the knowledge profile that 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 gets output after taking a diagnostic test? Is that marketing? No, well that's part of the product, but that it serves a marketing effort because people go, wow, you know. Like they they get they're for, they're more further they're more fully engaged with the process. They're like, oh, I get it. Wow, this is they so they have this really customized thing, and now I can. We don't do any of that, right? We're not we're not showing off. It's like we're not, not only we're not showing off. We're not even showing you a lot of the magic. It's just kind of hidden, and you're kind of like, is this so? Is this really doing this stuff? And they don't even really know. It's just sort of I think this is working, <laughs> you know, and so. Yeah, it's 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 you know fine. I'll, I'll grant you it's it's marketing, but it's it's just also product. We need to make the the onboarding 
um, work better so that people are getting to the wow moments early and they get to get the buy-in. So if you're, if you're a parent and you get this, you say, okay, I read this, this looks kind of interesting and assign my kid, assign my kid up to it. And okay, he took the diagnostic and then you're like, holy crap. Okay. No, dude, you got to use this thing. This is, you know, you look, look at this thing. Wow. This is, you show your wife and she's like, wow, this is amazing. Well, see, not looking to shows if he does, if we just have him do 20 XP a day, then he'll be completely done with pre-algebra and he can do this. And wow. You know, and then they get, I don't know, is that marketing or is that product? For the PDF generation, do you have, have you looked into that yet? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How are you going to? Oh, we probably, I mean, we have variety. I mean, we do a lot of stuff with that already with PDF stuff. I mean, why? Is there some library oh. you want to talk about? No, well, I was just thinking that um, there's there's a couple of libraries out there um, in PHP and other languages as well where they just convert web pages to PDFs. Yeah, that, uh, we, no, we would do custom. We would probably be doing a custom PDF generation using... Um, so you can, um, you know, LaTeX, you, you're familiar with LaTeX? Yeah. yeah, so we, yeah, we, yeah. we do, obviously, a, a lot of LaTeX, and you can generate a PDF. Does that do graphs you, and yeah. stuff? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, really okay. advanced stuff, Yeah. So. Because I was just thinking, um, I had done some PDFs before with really nice JavaScript libraries that that created beautiful different graphs and things, and it was just a render of the HTML page to PDF. So I, yeah, I've done some stuff like that, and sometimes that stuff doesn't come out quite as good as I like. And and um, I, don't, I mean, we'll look into the details of what we want, you know, what'll work best for us. But my my guess is that we would um, we would dynamically construct a LaTeX document and then generate a mm -hmm. PDF from that. And, and, um, um, I, I, what I'm going to do is I'm going to hire somebody who's, um, sort of an expert, kind of a graphic designer who specializes in technical reports. You know, if you see That's some of the stuff they've done, yeah. you're like, holy crap, that looks amazing. Right. I mean, it's gonna be way better than what I could do. So, um, I mean, I'll, and you'll just make it look like it. Yeah. What I'll probably do is I'll come up with, I'll sketch out some of the, the type of information that we want to show the type of information that we can show and then work with, work with somebody to help. Yeah. And they'll, they'll create like a graphic or whatever. And then I will, Justin or Alex or your, I mean, they're all expert at LaTeX and I'll be like, all right, like, you know, create this template, we'll create a template. To, we'll to, yeah, got yeah, it, yeah, we'll do it. And then, um, and of course we'll have like a web version of this too. So they can always look and click on it, look at the profile and get like a kind of a view of that but i think a, an email pdf would be really cool because you just kind of have this this sort of uh, artifact right they can share did you you remember uh i think it was the last show we were talking about that issue of uh you we, we were going to scale using elastic cash and all that kind of stuff was it it was solved with a library is that right yeah 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 i i upgraded the math checks library to from 2.7 okay. to 3 and it just solved the rendering problems and just all went away it was like you know, all those things that we were talking about doing were no longer necessary. Yeah. So that was, that was a huge deal. So anyway, to wrap up the math Academy thing, um, we're just sort of in this sort of um, just, you know, just trying to get stuff rounded out, rounded off and cleaned up before we get to the next. And a couple of the key features we want there before we do another marketing push, which I would guess at this point it probably March. Probably March. So, but been the next two months. Cool. So, um, I don't know if you saw on Discord, Colby launched a new version of his, an updated version of his game. 
Yeah, I did. I didn't get it. Well, I I, I went and had a, a look, but there was no one to play with. So, well, I told Colby. I said, just I said, you to tell a guy, say, hey, would anybody be willing to play me in a game so I could test out some stuff? Because I don't think you made that clear. And so he's like, oh, I th- I told him it was updates available. I was like, I think you need to ask. And I said, what you could do is do an at yeah. in the channel to any of the uh, guys who'd played with you before and say, hey, V Raptor. Ben Boyd or whoever, would you be willing to play me a quick game? And I'm sure anybody's around, I'd be like, sure, I'll play you. I mean, the game. T- that would be, yeah, that's definitely the way. Because 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 it's very unlikely that two people are going to go in at the same time. Yeah, I mean, he's an 18-year-old kid. He doesn't necessarily think right. about how the best way to communicate with adults and <laughs> get asked. Mm. And I said, this, yeah, you need sure. to do that. I said, or you can DM or whatever you want to do. But I said, you might want to just at them so everybody else can see what's going on. Because they might be like, oh, yeah, I'll help you, Colby. Um, but he played earlier today with his buddy Frog. That's his, his nickname. It's the Frog. And... Um, the frog. Oh, not the frog, just frog. So frog. He's playing with frog. Oh, frog. And, okay. um, frog. <laughs> and uh, frog found a way to buy like infinite numbers of ships. <laughs> and so he, well, he did first, he just doubled the amount of ships. And so he'd be cold, but he's like, oh, I'm doing better than you. It was perfect. Cause I was like, that's great. That's, that's the best stuff you want to find. So he played me earlier today and there was a couple bugs and he's fixed them. And I said, just keep going. And, um, but yeah, I mean, it's legit. I mean, there's still little bugs here and there. It's still pretty basic, but he is a fully working multiplayer online game built from scratch. No game engines, no nothing. It's pretty cool. I'd, I'd say nice. this is the, probably the best education money I've ever spent. For sure. There you go. For sure. Well, and, and it'd be even more worthwhile the more people that, that get, like once he begins to see how hard it is to get people engaged and then you have to build journeys and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. That's also worth a fortune. Yeah, I mean, he's, yeah, exactly. Well, and I told him, to, uh, we were talking about this over lunch today, and I said, look, so, you know, keep doing what you're doing, because I said, you really need to get all the basic function I built out at a very low resolution as you've done. Like, there's a lot of things. I said, there's no, like, cool, like, sprites and graphic graphics of the ships and things exploding or firing on each other. It's just, like, squares, right? I said, that's fine. It's totally fine that you're doing what you're doing now. And I said, because if it's not fun at all without the graphics, the graphics is not going to make it not fun to fun. It'll just make it more fun if it's already fun. So you need to focus on yeah. game mechanics and stuff. I said, but, you know, let's get all this stuff done and then we'll, we'll do an inexpensive, we'll have some uh, inexpensive graphic designer do the sprite sheet and have the different types of ships and explosions and planets. And, and then we'll, after that, you go through and be okay, what, you know, what, what's the next evolution of the graphics? I say, but you got to do like kind of a, a go a series of passes where you just go higher and higher resolution, which you got to get your arms around the problem, which is what he's done. He's gotten his arms around the problem. Yeah. And which is a, a pretty big deal. So yeah. How's he doing at college? Yeah, he did well. He, um, he got, oh, he told me he got two A's and two B's. This is not bad. Um, his B's were in his, uh, 300 he had like a 300 level courses so he got b's and i think it was him just being a little like kobe's okay so the class they took he got it he got an a in his the math course which is the discrete math too he got an a plus actually he actually did so well he didn't have to take the final um and his english his writing course the composition course that they all have to take and then he took modern warfare which you got to be in, which is an upper, more upper division 
course. And as that was a really good course. He learned a lot and he did a lot of writing, which was good. And, but he got to be at his computer science course, which, which was the um, inter, intermediate data structures or something. It was like a junior level course. And that was the only one I was like, Colby, you really want to get A's in your computer science courses. He's like, yeah, but it was a three thirty. I was like, I don't care if it was a 300 course. You need to get A's in your science course. I said, and, and the reason he didn't, I think, is Colby is not as critical of his knowledge, his understanding as he needs to be. Like he's, he, he knows some, if he knows something 80%, he thinks he's mastered it. And I'm like, are you sure you mastered it? I mean, have you really explored the edge cases and the stuff? And, and the reason he's like that is because I'm the same way. So I'm like, you right. got to do more problems. You have to second guess yourself and go, okay, maybe I don't know. Let's do more problems. Anyway, it's, I mean, he still did really, he still did really well. And he did, um, the, um, he did so well in the math course that the the he went to he went and spoke with the math the advisor for the math department because he had to get prerequisites waived so he could take you know because he skipped some courses and and the guy there is like maybe you should double major in math oh yeah that's yeah, what he had said yeah, that's yeah. Right so so he's thinking about getting well his original plan is to do an, a bachelor's and master's combo in computer science if he can. And, um, but he's also thinking of double majoring in math because there's a lot of overlap and he's already, you know, got credit for a lot of stuff. So I'm like, that'd be pretty cool if you could do it. So I don't know. I think it's working out for him. He's doing all right. Doing all right. Sweet. Um, let's see. Just looking at my I had a couple uh, notes. list of, yeah. Oh, go on then. So yeah. Um, I want to talk about some TV shows, but do you have any other more important things? Any of you want to talk about? I mean, I've got, I don't know whether you saw um, in Discord Ben Boiter's drama. Oh, with the Fediverse. Is this all Mastodon stuff? <laughs> yeah. So basically he built, he built a, a clever widget to make it easy to follow people on other servers. Mm -hmm. And um, well, people just uh, in the, in the Fediverse just weren't very happy about that. So they, so you, so they don't um, want to, you can't just follow people. People don't want to be just followed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> well so i i think there's a way of like specifying i only want this going out to people who follow me and so he basically and so that's still public mm -hmm. it's still it's still a public concept so he he built a system that just allowed you to be treat it more like twitter and sort of just look at a whole bunch of people so they thought they were on facebook and but they're actually on twitter <laughs> <laughs> kind of thing that's the problem right <laughs> Anyway, he got he got into some. Uh, let's just say uh, he people were people on on the Fediverse on Macedon were mad that he did that, and it got it got him pissed off to the point where he's like, "Okay, screw it, I'm not going to do this anymore." Well, he said it was said it was no. some rabid far left wing people who were just all around doing stuff. I heard about some of that too. What did he have specifics about that or not? Uh, well, I, I would go and have a look at the, um, ask TZ channel mm -hmm. to have a look at the details. Yeah, I didn't, as, as of um, the, earlier today, then what he he didn't really expand on that. But I asked for Raptor to, to, to give me a, a wrap up to, that I could just uh, read out to mm -hmm. you. Um, that would just sort of help, help explain mm -hmm. it. So, uh, this is his, this is his, okay. uh, wrap up. The way Mastodon works means that all messages for users on other servers have to be sent to those servers, including those intended to be private. These are the DMs or the follower only posts. The original Mastodon etiquette, which is as uh, as standardized as any other, says you leave Mastodon things on Mastodon and respect those rules, even if the messages are essentially public. <laughs> what Boiter wanted to achieve is an aggregator of multiple people 
currently you can get an RSS of a specific person, but not a timeline of multiple people. So to me, uh, that seems like a perfectly reasonable thing to build. Well, I think it's um, dumb. I think it's kind of dumb when they have things that are that fundamental just be etiquette and not like code. Exactly. I mean, that's just like that seems exactly. like that's not a a very well thought out uh, protocol. That is exactly it. yeah. I mean, and it's probably a technical thing, or it's just a, like an encryption thing, or whatever. But well, anyway. see, that's that's one of the things I think. Um, I mean, there's a lot of reasons why I don't think Mastodon is going to replace Twitter or anything like that, which is what I think you were suggesting a few a couple episodes ago, and other people were were positing. Like, I just don't think. Um, I think it's 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 like it's like trying to get everybody to use Unix. I get everybody use emails. Oh yeah, it's just I don't think I suggested it, but I but definitely people have have said it. I mean, it's, well, you were you, you, you were keeps, keeps cropping up in the press. You thought that Twitter was going to die. You're like, ah, Twitter's going to die, and you know, what the fuck? You're like literally putting words in my mouth. I don't know. You, I didn't say Twitter was going to die. You <laughs> you said you said that I was uh, running with the hares and the hounds, and I was I was trying to be pro Elon and anti Elon. And uh, I didn't know what I thought. That's what. That's what. That's all true. That you said. That's I true. But you were. But you were. I never said Twitter was going to die. You were <laughs> hinting. You were leaning in that direction. You were posting stuff. Let, I don't know. Okay. Right. Well, I, I mean, if you want, if you want to talk about uh, Elon, I will tell you this: that I'm beginning to think of him as that SNL character, drunk uncle. Yeah. <laughs> Why is like, that? Because he, he's just. I mean, he's he's putting out tweets like. That's saying things like, "You have tiny testicles," <laughs> you know. Like he literally tweeted that to someone. I mean, yeah, I, he's uh, he's like the embarrassing guy at the party. Like he's he. Oh, let's just say he's drunk. He's the drunk uncle that you have a lot of respect for, but at the same time, he's kind of drunk. Yeah, I <laughs> I I I, I <sighs> see. I, I yeah. I mean, I th I think I think he's having f he's having fun and just posting whatever the hell he wants. You know, like. A lot of people do, but he's in a position where he has a lot of people who are hoping, pushing for him to fail, right? So you're you're giving people ammunition, right? Mm. And that's the, that's the problem. It's like you know you you probably won't. I, I you know if I was in that position, I would I would not be doing that. I would be trying to play very. I'd be you'd probably a lot probably be a lot less interesting, a lot less fun, but you would be making yourself a target. It's make yourself an easy target. I mean, you're always a target. If somebody doesn't like you or they're fighting against you, you're always a target. They'll they'll make stuff up. They'll exaggerate things, whatever. But if you just give them stuff, it's it's low hanging fruit. But I think he's just like it doesn't. I think he's decided it doesn't matter. Well, I think there's also part of the fact that he has Asperger's and he's he's you know on the spectrum and not quite connected into. Uh, I don't know. I think he's missing a little part, a little piece of etiquette. I mean, I think the way the way that I'm thinking about him now is like there's many different sides to him and there's certain certain aspects of him like um, running Tesla and SpaceX, uh, you know, the engineering side of things. He's very good at that. And though those are really engineering problems, you know, mm -hmm. like and he, he's treating Twitter in the same way, like he's fundamentally using the same playbook and treating it as an engineer, engineering problem. But the, but but then on a social level, he's not he doesn't have the same level of excellence in managing it on a social level as he does on an engineering level. So he's tweeting things like you have tiny testicles and it's just like, 
okay, this <laughs> something is just, you know, it's it's just it just doesn't match up. Like so, so different faces of him, mm. like just having different effects. And um, I mean, I don't know about the whole world, but I'm just one data point. But I desperately wanted to get a Cybertruck. Mm-hmm. But now I'm like, why? I don't know. I mean, if I if I get a Cybertruck, well, because I just really loved it. Well, why I would loved you get everything one now? about why it? Do you care? Because it's because it would be like getting a really expensive MAGA hat. I would. Oh, I would give me definitely, a break. I so would what? definitely so feel. So you're because are you? Happy. Do you consider yourself a lefty? Is that why? I mean, so you're kind I, of a lefty, right? I, so that's your tribe. That's your tribe. So that's your tribe. I'm so kind that's of your a tribe. lefty. Well, no, because they've gone too far now on the far left. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, like the the uh, like the whole woke aspect, the mm-hmm. wokeism aspect. I do have a lot of issues with. <laughs> so, yeah, so you're it's like so but, like a lot of people. You're a Democrat from 2014. Yeah. <laughs> let's call it right. that let's say democrat before before becoming a democrat was like problematic but i'm not i get it i get it so i don't know i mean like I, uh, I don't want to be associated i don't want to be associated with you've got tiny testicles you know what i'm I, saying like i don't want that those that kind know. of i think you're, i think you're concept. overthinking i think you're over i don't know i i don't think that's an issue i mean I mean, there there are people on the left who will make a big issue. The same people who are going to move to Canada and quit Twitter are going to are going to no. not you know the same twenty five people are not going to buy a Tesla now or whatever. But it's not really a big deal. Well, look, but but when I was thinking about having a Cybertruck before, I was thinking, okay, it's I, the reason why I would enjoy driving this around is it would almost be akin to like the same statement on the other side of the spectrum. That the people who have these giant trucks, mm-hmm. you know, these Republicans with giant trucks, okay, that's a ridiculous car, and it's like you've you've probably got you know loads of guns in the trunk, and you're you're that kind of person, and that's fine. And now I'm I'm a sort of left wing person with a cyber truck, mm-hmm. and that's cool, mm-hmm. that's me. But now it's not balanced anymore. It doesn't work that way. Now if I if I get the I don't know what truck, it's I'm gonna, you don't know what it's saying. I, it's just so like, I don't I don't know. Just, I, yeah. Well, see, I don't. Uh, okay. <laughs> I just can't connect with the brand anymore. I'm just saying, like it's definitely stopped me from one. And and even buying a Tesla itself, like I've started to look at other, I started to look at other electric brands, which I never never would have before. So even if it's not a good of a car, you would still buy it just because. No, I've just started to look. I never even considered Mm -hmm. them. You know, so well, well, let me ask you a question. I want Mm -hmm. to ask you this. Um. How much of, uh, like, do you, would you attribute 100% of Tesla's share price right now to the market? Or would you attribute any of it to their Twitter antics? Oh, I would say there is some, the, the, the Twitter stuff is, is playing a small, as big a, um, it's not the majority of the issue, but it's probably creating some downward pressure. Just because it creates a it's a, creates a narrative for say, well, he's distracted. The CEO is distracted, right? Distracted. So it's in a yeah. downward. It's in it. It's going down with the market because everything has gone down, right? Um, and uh, self driving cars in general are really struggling, right? That whole concept is not really working as well as people thought. Um, and so I think some of the valuation of Twitter was. Um, that was sort of built into the future valuation was a self-driving aspect of it. Tesla, and I yeah. think people have just come to the realization. A lot of people are starting to think like, I don't know if this stuff is really going to happen or in, in, in any time in the near future. And if that's the case, 
then maybe the, the you know the future discounted cash flows of Tesla are not going to be what I thought you know whatever and then but then you just have this overall overall um, bear market that we're in and you go well and and you see that you're going down and then you're saying also you know Elon is totally distracted by this Twitter thing and so he's not even focused that's the story right um so um yeah I, I get it i mean it's it's you know there it, it you know he is somewhat distracted but i don't i don't, I don't think that um well i think he's, he's he said he's gonna find a ceo to take his place i mean he actually tweeted that he actually had did a poll on that and he's like yeah i'm gonna find mm-hmm. since i can find someone who's dumb enough to take it you know i think what he usually wants to do is kind of get things going in the right direction right they're starting to iterate on features a lot they, they got a, rid of a lot of the bloat and I think probably within the next two to three months, find someone to take his place and is, is be sort of and, and be sort of be the CEO, but in some sense, be like the COO where, where Elon said, look, here are the things that need to happen. And we need to have two or three co- deep conversations a week. And this person is going to implement all this stuff. So um, and I'm sure there's and there seems to be a lot of people who are really interested in doing that. And so it's just finding someone who has the right combination of skills and clout and toughness and vision and operational ability to make all this stuff happen. And then he'll be back spending most of his time probably with um, Tesla and SpaceX. Be my guess. But um, I don't know. I mean, I, I again, I I think ultimately these, you know, I mean, the problem with the Tesla. Um, the Tesla shares and a lot of the stuff just gets all these these share prices just get ahead of themselves. You know, they just get way, yeah. It was already too way hard. exaggerated. You know, and so now it's and it's just it's well. He said it himself. Yeah, he said it himself. He said like crazy. This is, this is too and and I'm surprised he didn't get done by the yeah SEC for just for saying that, that. By the way, yeah, yeah. He just says <laughs> yeah. stuff that maybe he shouldn't always say. That's for sure. Just because you think it doesn't mean you should say it, Elon. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't know, but what's really interesting uh, though is the you know cut like eighty percent of the staff, the company, right? And they're now they're innovating faster than they were. They're rolling stuff out, right? They got the view stuff and the they the new bad the uh, the organizational badges and the the, the new blue checkmark thing and every iteration of that's coming out. And so I see he went with my idea. Golden blue. Good. Well, I kid. He's listening. Keep talking. I guess he's listening. <laughs> yeah. Well, he just did it the other way around. I I said I said uh, blue for for official entities and gold for people who pay. Mm. But he's done it the other way around. He's done gold for mm, official entities and blue. For, well, I you yeah. know what I think is more interesting. What I think is really interesting. I mean, and I'd said this a long time ago, which is that I think a lot of these 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 Silicon Valley companies are just bloat. I mean, they're just way, they've hired way, way, way too many people. I remember looking at that at Uber back in like 2014. I'm like, what the hell are all these people doing? You know, it's like thousands of others. It's ridiculous. And then, I mean, it was, a, it, it was a thing though. It was a, it was a thing to hire those people so that you could then get more investment. Uh, it's like growth. It's seen as, it's seen as growth. Yeah. I mean, it, but it's, it's, but it isn't, it, it, I don't think it makes a lot of sense. I, I mean, I think what happens is, you know, and, and this is what happened. Like, I, I just read something the other day that Facebook is three times, as, even after 11,000 people, they just got, I mean, they just fired 11,000 people, right? Which is way more than, than what people are fired at Twitter, right? People barely said anything about it. 
And but they're still three times the size they were when they were 2017. Three times. And um, there was a letter I, I can't remember what it was at uh, one of the VCs, Gerstener or something, maybe who who they they were sending an email to um, and they have like they own like six billion dollars worth of Google shares, and they sent a a, a letter. Uh, as a as a significant shareholder to the management saying to Google say like you know you gotta you're you're overpaying and you have way way too many people they they've just been growing at like what was like twenty eight percent growth per year or some crazy number like that and you know when I would talk to people who work at these places they don't do anything they really don't right. do anything and 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 especially when everybody's working remote and you just have so many people who are just kind of hanging out and they're building features nobody's they're never going to launch and and they spend all their time in these 360 degree meetings and these you know career boosting things and these I'm just bullshit meetings and meetings and bullshit and it's like you know you could just rip a lot of that out of there and it's not going to make any difference in terms of productivity. In fact, this one article I talked about, the one that I was talking about, this is a Wired article talking about um, Facebook. It's like all the things that they've tried to launch over the last five or six years, the virtual meta and the other stuff, everything's failed. No, they haven't innovated. None of these new innovations has worked. Everything that has worked is something that they bought. And I think that's one of the one of the issues with these big companies is you don't need a lot of people because they can't innovate anyway. And the reason you can't innovate is because once you get beyond a certain size, everyone is, all the, all the management's it's too hard to move the organism. It's too hard to move it, but also everybody's playing. Um, everybody's trying to play defense. Everybody's playing safe. Everybody just wants to screw up. Oh, everybody just, well, I will, it's not political, but it's like they don't want to make a mistake. Right? I don't want to fail. Yeah. So not, Whereas I, when an entrepreneur is like, you launch stuff, stuff doesn't work. Okay, yeah. screw it. We take it back, fix it. And I was just listening to last week's, uh, um, uh, I haven't finished listening to it, but it was the uh, episode of All in Podcast, and they had um, and, and Elon was on it for part of it, and he was basically asking, like, like, look, he's like, gonna make mistakes. We're gonna launch stuff, and we're gonna roll stuff back. And if you're if you're not rolling back some percentage of what you're what you're releasing, you're not moving fast enough, you know. And and of course, the the detractors want to sit there, oh, screw up, but that's crap. It's like, well, they're innovating, man. They're they're trying stuff. What are you doing? Nothing. Right, you know, it's like, and and, and you know, I mean, if when you look at like Apple and you think of all the cool things Apple's done, when you go and you look at the Wikipedia page on Apple and everything they bought, they've bought they bought a huge amount of their um of what ultimately became their cool innovations or products. You think of all the things that went into well, iTunes and the iPhone and the iPad, but also like it's like these companies buy things. That were innovations, and then they and then they just they kill, kill them too. That's true too. They die. <laughs> like they Flickr. die. Oh, like Yahoo Flickr. Like and... Flickr was a cool thing, and yeah. like they Yahoo bought Flickr, and and then or I mean I don't know who bought it, but someone bought it, and then it's just dead, and it's not a thing in any, anymore. Yeah. And that happens all the time, you know. That's true. Well, that's that that's true too. They like, but but even the things that you do, you look at and go, all these companies are innovating. Well, Jason, they have to have tens of thousands of developers because they have to innovate. It's like, oh, we'll list your ten innovations that you think they've made, and like, you know, all of them are bought, all of them are purchased. It's like, what the hell are these people doing? And I think a lot of it is just sort of kingdom building, right? They keep little fiefdoms, and you know, I don't know. I've I've been highly skeptical of of all this bloat and. You know, there there's a sort of, 
you know, I, this other article I read, I think I think it was a other also. I don't know if it was Wired or Business Insider, but it was made a good point. Is that a lot of the a lot of the CEOs now are looking at what Elon did, and they're like, I need we need to do the same thing. They're not going to be doing it quite as aggressively, but it gives them cover now. They're like, thank God, right? Yeah. Because the the thing is, is that because of the low interest rates, right, and essentially all the free money that was going in, all the investment, and then you could just hire like crazy, and everybody's just hiring almost defensively. Why are these people so other people can't hire them, right? And so when they start doing that, then the employees, because everybody has like, you know, five job offers or whatever, the employees have all the power. Right. And then you have to then you have to like everybody's talking for work, four days a week of work and infinite, you know, um, vacation time and just complete bullshit, you know, and all these people are just, you know, I'm sure there's always hard workers at these places, but there's a lot of people who are just coasting. The infinite vacation time was a, is, was a BS tactic, by the way. Um, I believe that it was something to do with if you if you have actual specified vacation time, then under certain states, you have you are obligated to mm-hmm. pay that out if people don't take it. Yeah. Well, re- regardless, <laughs> yeah, I've heard those arguments. It's like, well, it's crap because then nobody actually takes a vacation because you're not, you know, I've heard that stuff too. But I mean, all of the perks and all of the just, and, and essentially you had all these, all these um, employees who are paid a ton of money, don't have a lot to do. They know that their project and their features never get launched. And they're just kind of, and then they just get involved in politi- political discussions, right? I, I had a few more things to talk about, um, and I, and we've only got like ten mm-hmm. minutes left. <laughs> well, <laughs> let quickly, me just say, let me just say this. Let me just say this. So, <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I think they, the the Elon, uh, the, the the they need to pull an Elon on a lot of these companies, right? They need to, to, to get rid of a lot of the, just really trim down these these workforces and get people actually doing stuff and holding people accountable and actually making, because you know, big organizations are just so inefficient, right? Get these people out and they can start smaller companies, join smaller companies. It'll make all the ecosystem healthier. We'll have more products, more innovation. But also, I mean, this is the same thing that needs to happen to government. I mean, our government is just so bloated. There's just so many people. It's like, I can't remember, I saw some huge, some ridiculous statistic about the percentage number of people working adults in the United States who actually work for the government, either state, local, or federal, is this massive number. And it's just, we just got to do the same thing. It's just, it's just, it's just way too much bloat. All right. Well, let me just yep. quickly go through mm-hmm. my stuff. Um, so with list, the next part that I am going to do, whether, you know, whatever happens, I'm definitely going to do links and images. And so that's, you're going to do, you're going to do it. That's, I'm going to do it. Links okay. and images within the next month or whatever. Um, I'm about to go on a one week, no internet vacation. So that's going to slow things mm-hmm. down. Um, uh, what else do I have? With with the new house, it's really, really nice. There's so much space here. I've never lived somewhere with this much space. We've even got a jacuzzi, nice. our own jacuzzi, which is pretty cool. But it has one downside. These people must have been... Uh, whoever lived here, well, I mean, I know who lived here, but they, they must have been very into themselves and they must have been exhibitionists because they're, they're in every room, there's there's at least one wall that's wall-to-wall mirrors and there's no curtains anywhere. And um, it kind of, re- it's it, it reminds me of... It reminds you that you got to hit the it, gym? It, it, <laughs> it, well, yes, yes. That, so, so in this next year, I'm either going to come to terms with what I look mm-hmm. like or I'm going to actually lose weight. Because there's there's no other possibility that can happen. 
living okay. in this house. Like it's just, it's just too. There's just, I see myself too often. Yeah, okay, there's no, <laughs> so, no plan, so yeah, no hiding the truth. Okay, but I do have some, some, some piece of news, um, and this has been, um, I guess, because someone had asked, you know, how's Justin doing with the health stuff? Um, I guess a couple of months ago, uh, my my blood sugar was just really. I it wasn't being well controlled, so I spoke to the doctor and said, you know, what what can you recommend? And he said, I why don't you try Azempic? Um, have you heard nope. of Azempic? Okay, so although I'm sure I've seen a commercial it, of it, uh, coincidentally, it happens to be the same. Like it it controls uh, blood sugar, but it also uh, in theory promotes weight loss. And it oh, is this the one that everybody's Azempic, been talking about? Yeah, yeah. yeah this is the yeah. one that everyone's okay. been talking okay. about. So I'm I'm on it. Okay. But as a matter of fact, um, I've put on five pounds since I well, started. Well, you taking probably started it. eating more. You're gonna lose weight, so if I could probably eat a little bit more, is that Exa- what you? T- that's exactly what happened. It's exactly. It, it it changed my mind straight away to this like hmm. I really don't feel like eating because it, it stopped me from feeling like eating. So anytime I did feel like eating, I was like, okay, I feel like eating. I better just jam a whole bunch of shit in there. Right Come on. <laughs> so that oh was... my God. <laughs> but it has really helped with blood sugar. Um, so anyway, I'll, I'll, I'm going to continue on that. We'll see. Are you doing we'll any kind of exercise these days? I am not. And I do think that I will, I, I will have to do something. I don't have a plan. And I will get a plan, and then I will bring that plan back to the show <laughs> as soon as I have it. <laughs> okay, respect a full report in two weeks. Okay, I want estimates. I want um, charts. I want graphs. No, there's, let's have I don't you know if show up with a like deck. That. I want a ten slide desk, and how tell Justin Vincent is going to lose weight. Um. So anyway, that's that's where my oh well, of, I should probably answer because uh, he was asking too about my whole operation superhero. Like what is? Yes, so, do 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 do. So um, I've been kind of um, just holding the line. Um, you know, I let's see. I've been I work out. Well, it's it's been fluctuating, but sometimes doing four and five days a week. I would typically go and and do really? um, but I, I was only doing cardio. You know, and it was sort of like 350 mm. calories of cardio. So it was, it was, um, it was enough to that I was not gaining weight, you know? Um, I was going to say, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but you don't look like you work out five oh, really? days a week. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, well, cause like, cause you'd expect if you worked out five days a week, like doing weights and all that kind of stuff, you would expect you to look like, you know, super svelte. Well, no, like I said, I'm holding the line. Right. So okay. I haven't, it, I haven't, it, I haven't like lost a ton of weight. Um, so, um, but I just started like lifting weights again a little bit. So I've been doing like, you know, three, you know, three exercises. So I'll do like 15, 20 minutes of cardio, go do like, you know, three different exercises, 10, you know, 10, 12 sets, and then I'll do another 15, 20 minutes. So I'm kind of working my way back up. I'm, I'm literally not even going to bother. Because, like, if this is you working out five times a week, like, Dude, what fucking hope no, do I have? It's not even, <laughs> it's not true at all. I mean, the, the thing is, this is, I have like, no, no it's, you could tell, I mean, it's, the, it's all the matter of like how much calories you're eating, you're consuming versus how much you're burning. It's about calories. Yeah. It? I mean, yeah. you know, we've had this conversation before, but it's like, I you know for me, there's only so much that I can starve myself. And in fact, I can't, I'm not yeah. good at that. So I try and get my calories down to 2,400 
a day, kind of that range, and then didn't burn off the rest. Some people are better at just, they don't like to exercise and they just rather starve themselves, but I just can't, I can't do it. Um, but also there are other benefits to exercise too, just you know, making yourself healthier. But um, the big, the big problem that I've had is I've had, I have this ongoing tendonitis in both of my elbows and um, yeah, yeah, <coughs> excuse me. Um, and so when I'm lifting weights now, I have to kind of work around it. So I have to be really careful. Um, and I've had, you know, at least on one, uh, you know, let's see. So I did cortisone shots, multiple rounds of cortisone shots. Yeah. I did the platelet injection stuff. I did the um, rehabilitation, working at a rehabilitation clinic. I did. I even tried acupuncture at the suggestion of a friend of mine. He's like, dude, I know you, you know what you're going to think, but trust me, it worked. So I, for six weeks, I went three times a day to the, I didn't do anything. Yeah, I remember you and, um, I even had surgery and that didn't work either. So, um, again, they went in and scraped off the scar tissue and he's like, oh, hundred percent this work. It didn't work. But what, with your feet, the electric thing worked. No, though, right. Not really. No, no I still tried didn't it. Work. Oh. Um, the, so you still have the neuropathy? Yep. Yep. I think that Jeez. is the result of, of long-term use of, that's a, it's associated with long-term use of, um, uh, what are the, the protease pump inhibitor, the Prilosec, which I've been using for years. And so I've been, um, trying to, uh, trying to find an alternative. Oh, that's yeah, the so I'm trying to find an alternative to that. So that, cause I think that'll, if not maybe undo it over time, but could potentially at least it wouldn't get worse. But, um, I think that I think that the the I th my theory is that the reason that I have the the acid reflux stuff is because of being overweight. <clears throat> I think because I carry my weight in my gut, and that mm. pushes on the um, esophageal at the the opening at the top of the stomach, and so yeah. that which loosens it, which is I think the cause of it. So if I could if I could get back, to, I'm at you know, like 210, if I could get down to like 180 or something, I might, my guess 180, 185, I probably would have a little to Okay. Well, it. you, you definitely never want to go near, not that you would, but I'm just saying you would never want to go near a Zempic or Wegovi because they literally slow down the rate that the food passes through the system. And I have just had really bad acid reflux yeah. since taking this yeah. thing. And, um, ugh, it's gross. That, that, and that's another thing that stops you from eating because it's like, you know what? I really don't want that feeling. So I'm just going to Yeah, relax. yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> so um, I don't know. So, so I, I think that, so for me, the, the core of the issue of the neuropathy result of taking Prilosec for the last 15 years every day. Um, and the reason I'm taking that is from the acid reflex. And I think the, if not the source of the problem, at least an aggravating factor is you know, the fact that I don't put, you know, like, you know, a lot of people put on weight, um, you know, kind of all over. They kind of blow up like a balloon. So and I you think up. it's one, you're 40 pounds over? Oh, well, I mean. Sorry. You know, oh, no, 30 pounds over? Well, I don't know. I mean, it. so when I got down to, um, when I got down to like 185, I have like a six pack. I get, I get pretty, I remember going to my nutritionist and she would weigh me. She had her like her, um body fat percentage machine and she off and she's like well you still need to lose 10 pounds i'm like where is it i'm like i got like i mean you know my stomach muscles are sticking out and she's like you know i have like a 31 inch waist through to it she's like yeah i know it's just you know because of the way your body it's all within the muscles and stuff so i'm like i i, I don't know i yeah. mean i can carry 
I can carry 185, 190, and, um, you know, I'll look cut. I'll look athletic. Um, hmm. But um, anyway, the, the problem is the visceral fat, which is the kind that the way majority of my fat goes. So, so like, you know, a lot of people, it just kind of spreads out, right? It goes to their arms and their legs and their butt and their face and neck and everything. Like 90% of mine seems to go right it's kind of visceral fat, which is in with your organs and stuff, which is bad. It's, 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 it's unhealthy. And uh, so that's why I gotta, I gotta get serious. You know, it's, it's one thing to be carrying it when you're like 45, but now that I'm like 52, it's time. I mean, it's, it's time to, it's me, dude. mine go, but unfortunately mine goes to my face and my gut. So at you least you, with, at least yours doesn't go to your face. I wish I had that. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, uh, so my plan is, I must, you know, and I've been, I've worked out yesterday, I'm going to work out, you know, tonight and uh, try and do 400 calories a day on a, of cardio and do, you know, 20 minutes of, of, um, of weights and then just train. But I'm, but now what I'm doing now differently, instead of lifting heavy, you know, because what happens as soon as I start lifting heavy, my ego gets in and I want to increase my max and I want to set PRs, <clears throat> it always leads to injury. It always leads to injury, right. injury after injury. And so now I, I just got to give up on this idea of of doing that kind of stuff and then do sets of 12 to 15 and, and just go light. And, um, you know, that's, you know, I, you'll still put on a little bit of muscle and it, you'll, it's good for your cardiovascular system and every other thing. But I just, but what happens is I, I get excited I, and I get lifting heavy and then I get injured and then I can't lift at all. And then I'm out yeah. for like months you know, at a time. And, um, so I just have to resist, resist that. Just stay away, just stay away from the the big weights. All right. Let, let's wrap this thing up with your, you want to talk about movies. Our TV shows. So, so, um, I, we finished off Andor, which you guys have been talking about. So I good. Give, I was What'd good. I was good. I was good. I would give it a solid B plus A minus. I mean, it wasn't like an A, but for sci-fi, that's good. You know? Okay. <laughs> You know, high praise from Jason. There are a few things in there that I thought were a little dumb, but you know, overall, I, I would I would say it was um, I thought it was good. That was good. Well, do you, do did you agree with the idea that um, it paint? I wouldn't say a believable picture of the Empire, but at least it paints like a, a more believable picture than was ever painted before. That this that the Empire is this menacing presence in everyone's yeah, lives. Well, yeah. Well, I thought so. there's two sides of the story. They, by showing the, the 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 people who are in the Empire a little bit, you can sort of sympathize with them. You know their position. Mm. I mean, I was ex- you know right. funny. We were um, uh, Izzy and I. We were we went up skiing and snowboarding up at Mammoth last this week. And so we were standing up. We were in line for the ski lift, and Izzy was asking me about the Empire. So she was, she's like, Izzy's the girl with a million questions. And she's like, well, why is this? And why is that? And I said, well, basically, is he's like an empire bad? I don't know. Is, was the was the Roman Empire evil? It kind of depends. If you were in Gaul or Germania or Britannia, it was evil, right? If you were in the Roman Empire, you probably loved it. Is the British Empire, was the British Empire evil? Is the American Empire evil? Yes and no. Do they do, do anybody, any entity that has a lot of power will use it in bad ways at times. Absolutely, 100%. And you could make an argument that, um, yeah, you can make arguments that all the, all of these empires of different types of empires are evil and other ways that they're better than the alternative. I don't know. Um, and uh, so I was, and she, 
she said, but they have a Senate. And I said, well, think about the uh, the Roman Empire. The Roman Empire had a Senate. I mean, initially there was a Roman Republic, and then when Julius Caesar took over as the Caesar, then you know you had um, you had you still had a Senate, right? And they didn't have a lot of power, but they did have they did do certain things. They had influence and blah, 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 blah. so. Um, and so Colby's like, yeah. So basically, like, it's like the Roman Empire in space. And I said, yeah, basically, <laughs> said, it's basically it. She's like, well, the rebels are they good? I said, well, they're just. I said there were rebellions all the time in the Roman Empire, all the time. You know, anytime someone has power, there are other people who are going to not like it, and they are going to try and fight back or break out of it. And then there's just going to be a, you know, typically they get crushed and all those people get killed and whatever. <laughs> Anyway, it was kind of interesting having that conversation with her. So basically, it's the Roman Empire. But you you recommend it, and or oh yeah, worth especially watch. if you have kids. I mean, it's good anyway. But I mean, yeah. it's a, it was a great family. It's, I mean, so much of the of the Star Wars stuff has just been complete schlock. I mean, it's just terrible. Mm-hmm. I mean, I almost the, the 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 good thing is the only Star Wars movie that I've liked that's come out since the original three was uh, Rogue One. That was the only one that was good. Yeah, Yaya Binks. Well, that whole three, just... those three were prequels were garbage, and then and then the whole <laughs> Force Awakens is the 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 Force Awakens or whatever. I mean, it was just terrible. That was a good thing about Andor. There was no Force. Yeah, this stuff is just getting boring, right? The the yeah. Force stuff, the Jedi stuff is just was just he's been Jedi to death, you know. And it really was sort of a very very small thing, right, in relative to the overall Empire. And all the same, much more interesting stories. So I, I thought it was. I thought there was a lot of good acting. I thought there was some good stories. Um, you know, mostly some good, good characters. I'd, I'd recommend it. It was good. Endor was the only. Like I guess that's the only thing other than Rogue One that I found really watchable in the last twenty years. Just twenty five, thirty. Oh, she's forty years of Star Wars or something. And it's just too bad. But it was good. And the, what well, else you, you recommended got? it, and I liked it. The recruit. Yes, the recruit. Great so we, show. I, I, I knew I, you would like it. It was. Yeah. It just seems so Jason. So Jason. <laughs> I, like just the whole the whole vibe. Well, of you know, it. it's funny when I'm watching it because I'm thinking about you. You saying that? Too. I'm like, I know why Justin thought I'd like this, and and he was right. You're right. I mean, it was it was uh, it was good. But well, it's really kind of funny. I mean, it's it's a funny show as well, right? So, um, uh, we only watched the first episode, so. But you know the thing about the thing about shows, a lot of even the really good shows, it takes a few to get into it. This is one that mm. I was I liked it within five minutes. I was like right <laughs> yeah. away, it was funny. It's because, because the main guy is like he's a cross between super smart and super clueless. And yeah, it's well, like, he's a typical it, dumb twenty four year old. I mean, he's smart, but he's yeah. dumb, right? I mean, all mid twenty somethings are dumb in certain ways, right? I mean, he he could be smart. Like he went to law school. He's obviously cognitively, you know. He's cognitively loaded, right? And he definitely has the brain power. But he has that sort of dumbness that comes along what we were all at when we were 25, right? 24. You know, you just don't really understand how the world works. You take chances, you take risks that you shouldn't be taking. You're just doing dumb things. Um, But he has balls. And he has, he has, he's, he's, he's up for excitement and he's not, he doesn't back down and he just like kind of does stuff. And it's, it's great. But what's hilarious and I'm not giving anything away because this happens in the first five, ten minutes. But I mean, it's like everybody in the CIA, like, is clearly a dysfunctional, there's a dysfunctional entity, right? And a lot of these people, everybody's just stabbing each other's backs and undercutting each other. <coughs> Excuse me. And uh, that was great. That was really good. 
So I'm excited. I'm, we're going to watch it every night for the rest. Oh, of it's good, and it just gets better. I mean, it 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 it's, it maintains its um its level of quality the whole way through, and it keeps on. He just keeps being him. Like it. yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's um. I'm excited. I'm 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 excited to have something to watch. So you know, the one I I mentioned this on um on uh, on Discord a while back, and, and no one ever even said anything about it. But I thought there was this one good uh, series. There's two seasons of it. Um, it was a Swedish kind of a crime thing. It was that follows a detective who's one of these detectives who like mm. won't let go of something and keeps fighting. Everyone else thinks the guy's crazy or just you know completely deluded and but yet he's he's the only guy who really has a sense of what's happening and it's you know it's subtitled so you kind of yeah you have to read the subtitles if you don't like subtitles you won't like it but it's called the truth will out and i mm. i i like that i mean it's dark um but it's uh it's really good the truth will out so that's that's a recommendation kind of off off the beaten track okay. kind of thing i don't know how it came up i just saw it on it's like people like this also like this, and I went down the rabbit hole. I have like three deep, and then I found it. I was like, "Ah, oh, what the hell?" But that was good. That was good. Anything? You got any recommendations? Just the recruit. That was it. You haven't seen anything uh, else since then. Since what have I been looking at? I've been I've just been looking at crap. I mean, real crap that you would you would even roll your eyes at. Just the idea that I've watched <laughs> it, like like Christmas uh, Christmas rom coms. You know, like. Um, just absolute crap. Another another thing I was watching was um, the extraordinary attorney Wu, that was like this Netflix show about it was a Japanese mm-hmm. show uh, that was like uh, dubbed about this uh, attorney with uh, with um, autism. Okay. Yeah. No. No recommendations. You, you know what that we watched over Christmas no. was Spirited with Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell. That was oh. that was a solid, pretty good. For Christmas, you know, because okay. you know we've seen all the same Christmas movies. Oh yeah, well, I meant yeah. To watch I mean, that. you yeah, know, yeah. we've seen Grinch. like Elf and A Christmas Story, and you know, all this say The Grinch. I mean, there's this ones you watch all the time, but it's like God, we just gotta get something else on the rotation. And we watched that, and that was like a that was that was decent. It was it was pretty good for Christmas stuff, but but now the Christmas is past. Maybe wait till next Christmas. So, all yeah. right, so we're at, we're we're done here, right? You're. You're looking antsy. Yeah, you look like got, you got I've, a got a, I've got to head out. <laughs> yeah, you're trying to get out of your chair. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess so. We're doing it in two weeks. Is that what you're thinking? I think so. All right. Let's do it. All right. That's a wrap. We're out. <laughs>